0: You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app of participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the Chelsea fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. The show that, unlike Chelsea's indolent players, has the commitment, personality and leadership to get us through this auspicious night. Right, I'll be honest, I had a very bad feeling about this. Um, I even wrote about it last week. Uh, the absences of Angolo Kante and Alvaro Morata were always going to be an issue and the fact that the players might be fatigued from their international travels would add to the problem. Plus, Palace's dreadful run couldn't go on forever, could it? What I didn't expect was an utterly inept and spineless performance from those selected by Antonio Conte to do a job. It reminds me of... Uh, what does it remind me of? Well, I know what it reminds me of. That's a popular meme that does the rounds, or meme if you prefer, which says, you had one job. Uh, indeed, the team did have one job, and that was to beat a team at the bottom of the league without one point or even a goal so far this season. They absolutely failed in that task. 40 years of watching Chelsea has permanently damaged my psyche, and should have told me that only Chelsea could make Atletico Madrid look like Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace looked like Atletico Madrid in the space of three weeks. I'm Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is... And special, massive, humongous drum rolls because, my friends, this is our 400th show. We must, be, we must be insane. We must be mad, and you lot must be even more mad to have put up with us for 400 flaming shows. But there we go. This one, I think, is suitably called Hamstrung because I think not only the players but the team and the manager are too. But there you go. Right, on with the uh, on with the nonsense and uh, I'm delighted to say that on this auspicious occasion I have some I have a bit of everything really. Got uh, old and new, borrowed and blue really, I suppose is one way of putting it. But of course we always have uh, my right-hand man, uh, the honorable Mr. Jonathan Kidd.
1: Delighted to be here on this very auspicious occasion, Chich. Number 400. Absolutely mm. superb. Superb achievement. Well done. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff.
0: Yes. I mean, I don't know if it's, about, if it's an achievement, but it's something. I think I, I shall start actually comparing us to appearances by Chelsea players soon. Although I think if I ever get near Chopper Harris, somebody please shoot me.
1: It'll only be another. Probably be another. It won't be
0: long, George. Another five years, and we'll have another. Oh God! Yeah, Yeah? I shall be. I shall have long retired by then, I think. But there we go. Jonathan, as always, great to see you. We've also got the lovely, uh, you know, relatively newer addition to the to the fancast in 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 the context of four hundred shows. Dan, lovely to have you on the
3: show. Yes, good to be back, and a pleasure to be part of show four hundred. There you and go. All, the you're, you're, all the wonderful, wonderful things it does for Chelsea fans across the world.
0: Well, well, I don't know about that, but that's lovely of you to say. So, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 you're part of what Scousers would call history, mate. You should be proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> <indeed>. Now, uh, <laughs> last, but, <history. laughs> last but by no means least, a very squeaky man who uh, actually, out of all, all of my guests, uh, Marco Worrell was on... The first season we did, I think, I could be wrong, but I remember being surrounded by three uh, slightly balding gentlemen of uh, great Chelsea knowledge and importance on a show, and I'm sure it was the first year we did it, Marco. was, Am I correct? It was the Chelsea here, was Chelsea that there. The,
2: was that in the Putney station? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember that.
0: Yeah, so there you go. So, Marco, <laughs> did... can... go on, mate, sorry.
2: When was that, about 2009?
0: Yeah, two thousand and eight, nine. I mean, we started in in April two thousand and eight, so it may have been that summer. I can't remember. Yeah, mate, I'll tell, you what it, I'll uh, tell you
2: what, I'll tell you what, it was. Do you remember that book, Chelsea here, Chelsea there, with Kerry Dixon on the cover?
0: I do indeed, and no one love it.
2: That was published in September. That September, so it would have been that summer.
0: There I we think go. It was one so two thousand that-
2: shows you did.
0: Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah you go, 2008. So there we go. So, Mark, Mark, I think, I, you know, people think that I, I just sling this old shit show together, you know, in 10 minutes, which actually is true. But I did put some thought into it tonight, and I thought, you know, who can I have on the show uh, that I still speak to and he'll st- who still speaks to me from the early days? And it is probably only Mark Worrell. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <I'm> re- <laughs> <laughs> obviously,
3: <laughs> obviously,
0: Mark, you are you are far more tolerant than everybody else in that respect, and bless you for it. Um, as you can tell, people out there, um, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a giggle tonight, uh, which uh, will hopefully somewhat mitigate the uh, the misery and the uh, no doubt anger that we will be expressing about the Palace game. But on the show tonight. Uh, we'll be asking, does Chelsea have a personality crisis? Always my Marco, of course, when I wrote that, mate, I was immediately uh, thinking of the uh, the Gary Crowley Punk and New Wave show, which always has... Uh um, the New York Dolls or Johnny Thunder's personality yeah, yeah, crisis yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, does does Chelsea have a personality crisis? The manager seems to think so. Uh, talking to the manager, what's he going to do about it to sort it out? And is there, is there, for the uh, conspiracy theorists and older lags amongst us, is there something rather Chelsea going on behind the scenes? Who can say? Uh, in part two, uh, we say, no Cante, no party and claim that the only thing false about the number nine position is Michy Batshuayi. Uh, Will Conte ring the changes, and where do we go from here? In part three, uh, we look forward to the Champions League match against Roma on Wednesday night. And in part four, we have a round-up of a lot of uh, the latest Chelsea supporter news. And uh, we indulge ourselves by saying thanks for the memories as we celebrate the 400th episode of the Chelsea Fancast. Hopefully, with a bit of your help, um, particularly those of you who are in Mixella. Um <coughs> You know, obviously, uh, I need to kind of keep hold of what you post. But, I mean, it would be lovely for that part of the show, around that time, if you were... Uh, if you would post on the Mixer chat page some of your favourite memories from some of your favourite shows, or moments, or moments of stupidity, or hilarity, whatever, from 400 shows, and we'll we'll read them out and we'll have a bit of a giggle about them. Um, for the keener-eyed of you, uh, who are who are on Twitter and particularly on Facebook, if you look at our Chelsea fancast Facebook fan page or whatever it's called, it's pretty easy to find. It's the page, not the group. Uh, but I've posted up a kind of a little collage of. Uh, of photographs from the uh from you know from the past four hundred shows and 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 what we're all about, which is actually quite nice and some funny ones there, some blasts from the past, so do have a look and then comment later um uh, of course, there's a timely reminder to say that don't forget you can listen to the show live every Monday at seven o'clock by going to mixler m i x l r dot com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast where of course you can join in all the chat by posting on said live chat page, and there are loads of people in there. I shall read a few. Uh, lest I forget uh, later on. But we've got Praj, the lovely Praj. He is in there. Uh, good, uh, Congrats on the uh, 400 Amazing Shows, says Praj. Thank you. Uh, Yaren Levy says, hi, everyone. The wonderful Mark Barfoot says, to the tune of Lamp Song. Oh, oh, I like it. David <laughs> Chidgett, he scored 400. Uh probably against the Pikes too, actually, mate. Uh, Chelsea fan cars, well done, Mark. Andy Silverman, he's a mem- a, a, an oft oft resider of the benches, of course. Bonnie Rig Blues, Rebecca Sitter. Hello, hello. Nice to have something like Ford to celebrate to distract to distract us from some of the sting of the loss. I do hope so. Uh the wonderful Leon Geon Karbis, uh who of course is the editor. Of the uh, of the Chelsea fancast website. He says, Happy 400th show, one and all. Glad the Wi Fi is working tonight. Yours or mine, Gion? Uh Anyway, who we got? We've got Mr. Kurt Plastic, Dean Mears from CFC UK, Bob Ouzray, Congrats on the 400th podcast. We're getting a lot of love, people, which is really, really nice. I expect nothing less from these lovely, lovely people who loyally uh, allow us to ruin their evening on a Monday night. There we go. Particularly Chuckles the Cabby who is effed off with his team. You're not allowed to swear, you've probably got a posh passenger. Anyway, we should get on with the show, which we will do after this tiny, tiny break. So um, obviously, uh, sadly, having had a really nice bit of a love-in and enjoyed ourselves and slapped us all on the back and everything, we now have to go and talk about that flaming palace game. And the the first topic for me tonight really is to pick up on uh, on uh, Antonio Conte's uh, you know comments. He he was not a happy bunny. He he hates losing. To be fair, don't we all? But he did have a dig about their perceived lack of personality, which we'll we'll get in, into in a minute. But I mean, the first question I really wanted to ask. Oh, Ask really, you know it was, it's an old cliche in football, isn't it? you know, but they did seem to want it more. and I was talking to Dan about this actually before, before I, I got hold of the other two. you know, how, how is it? How is it that the palace could want it more than us, Dan? I mean, is it complacency or is it arrogance or,
3: or what? I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's a combination of both. I mean, we probably thought we'd just turn up. They'll roll over and we we'll get an easy win. Um, it's it just a, a abysmal performance. I mean, every, every club has them. I mean, it's just very typical of Chelsea. Thought we'd turn up, win nice and comfortably, couldn't string passes together. Um, I mean, yes, they're mitigating circumstances, potentially, which we'll come on to later. You know, like, you know, they Palace had two uh, international players started, we had nine. So there's loads of, you know, fatigue, possibly um, missing key players. But it's just a sort of game where you want to sort of turn up. And really kind of give them a good hiding and say, listen, you know, you may want to win, but not against us. But having said that, like like for like, exactly the same position as we were this time last season in terms of wins, draws and defeats. So if you look at the bigger picture, you know, who knows? But it was a, a very bad day at the office, that's for sure. I mean,
0: I, I look, I get what you say, mate. And I mean, you know, if Tony was here, he'd already be uh, throwing pampers at me uh, for use later on. But. I get all of that, and and you know it's not the end of the world. Yadda yadda yadda. We are no worse off than we were last season. For me, that's not the issue. For me, this is it's the result. Actually, bizarrely, is not the point for me. For me, the point is, is is that that seemingly lack of desire. That, that I mean, you know, Conte said it himself, uh, didn't he, Jonathan? He said you know, uh, the team need to realise that they need to be playing at 150% uh, season this season, not at 100%. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that we are champions and people will come after us, won't they?
1: I think though we're, we're slightly taking it... Uh, there is a, a mitigating circumstance in that um, uh, Townsend and Zahar played fantastically uh, and he set them up Better than he has this season, and I, the Murphy on Match of the Day was always going on about how you've got to give him a bit of time to uh, to work out what he wants to do and what a good manager he is, um, old boy. But um, I I thought we we started playing after 20 minutes and we were completely taken aback by the speed that they came out at us because I, I, and I think that an area of, of complacency was was was. Was set up by us early on, unfortunately, by thinking they couldn't possibly do that, and it um, it absolutely threw any kind of game plan out of the window because uh, Zahar was Zahar and Townsend were quicker than all of the back back three uh, and and everybody. They were just they, they were they were excellent, um, uh, and, and we, we just couldn't deal with it. And we, for whatever reason, um, whether it was a mental thing or whether it was fatigue but uh they played really excellently and we weren't up to dealing with that excellence um which of course we should because they're the bottom club and we're we're the champions but um i mean the other similar occasion where we didn't turn up remember was the cup final of course and you wonder what the what whether there was any uh, similarity but um mm. uh it was it was just I mean, everything that went against me on that day, I would briefly say I was sitting in the front row, which I thought was gonna be great. I thought, great, I wanna have a nice time watching the game. And uh, I was by a security gate. And uh, I've never seen so much security activity. Of course, I then couldn't see the game properly um, because they're all standing up all the time, pointing at people. And when we scored, there was an enormous rush of people trying to get on the pitch. For God's sake, what was that all about? And I'm included because I'm sitting nearby and this security bloke just says, just get off, go away. He says, no, get down. you're not coming on the pitch. I said, mate, I'm just sitting here in my seat. No, get back, get back. Mate, I'm just sitting here. So. All in all, it wasn't one of the great days for me. In many other, as well as the the team playing like uh, absolute um, dicks. I mean, it was just. I, it was I, do you boring. know? I
0: have to say, Jonathan, I think I think that you're you're being slightly economical with the truth here, because it's well known that you are in fact the leader of a very radical Chelsea youth firm.
1: <laughs> 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 I, there, you know. there were lots of very very posh people around me getting involved. I was a bit t- taken aback. Yeah. Whole group of youngsters, all to be like that. Knowing knew all the songs. Go, come on, let's get there, and having a go Toby's. at all the Palace fans. I was, te- I thought, is this a new breed of Chelsea football supporter? They're I mean, like that. Oh I mean, really, yobbish! Yeah, I thought this is like going back to the nineteenth century when uh, there's dismay. people like Raffles going around and beating people up and being very posh. God, i was Well, that. there you go.
0: The, oh, che- the do, Chelsea yeah. pot, the Chelsea posh firm, Jonathan. I think. we'll call Yeah. It. I mean, Ma- yeah. Marco. Marco, I mean, I, I think Jonathan makes a great point there, and I, I'm very sorry he got, uh, you know, nailed by security. But he has to learn to behave himself, really. I mean, I think I think a lot of a lot of the media, you know, the more sensible media that have been trying to analyse what went on, uh, have have kind of pointed at uh, I, again, you know, Conte made the the point himself about the lack of personality, um, and it's something that we've discussed on the show a fair bit actually. And and, and actually, funnily enough, um, I remember us talking a lot talking about it a lot. Uh, during Jose's *Anus Horribilis*, uh, which, uh, in a sense, that the attitude of the players on Saturday reminded me of. Uh, but I mean, first of all, um, you know, is this is this a case of a lack of personality and perhaps leadership in the team, Mark?
2: Um, well, I, I mean, to my mind, I, I just thought Conte got his team selection wrong. I think, you know, the fact that Aspila, Quetta, Louise, and Cahill combined combined to make Townsend and uh, Zahar look like Messi and Suarez tells you all you need to know because Palace probably won't win another game for five weeks now. But, you know, um, living on the manor as I do and seeing all the striping Nigel's out in their shirts at Costco and Croydon on a Sunday like they've won the Champions League. You know, I was just like, oh, give it up. Um, but no, seriously, I, I, you know, you talk about Chelsea having a personality and. Um, Tristanson and Rüdiger at the future of that back line they've got pace they've got mobility and I'm sorry you know Louise I don't think he's a center back now he should I, he just he worried me um a lot a lot of the time in that game you know if, if he's going to play him he should be playing him further forwards in midfield be interesting to see what he does. Um, for, for the Roma game um, or, or not playing at all, to be honest with you. And, you know, Cahill, I love him to bits, but, you know, coming out in the press today and saying, yeah, 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 you know, we have to get back, you know, we owe you one or whatever it was he said. <coughs> it's, it's, it's just not good enough because as the captain of the team, he's the man that instills the... Um, You know, the will to win, the fight and the desire. Um, And it wasn't there. You know, it was Bakayoko, who was the only player trying in the first half, capably assisted by Fabregas, who I thought had a good game. Um, You know, the the rest of them just didn't look bothered. Um, I I don't know. It's just not good enough. Um, So talk about personality. You've got to start with the captain. Um, well,
0: absolutely, and I mean, you know, that's what we're talking about about leadership. But it's interesting, Marco, because when you when you started to talk about that, you you, I, I, in a sense, you were talking more about uh, ability, really. You know, questioning Louise and Cahill's ability, whereas I'm thinking that actually. You know they are still pound for pound. The eleven that we put out is better than the eleven that Palace put out. And I'm think, you know, I'm talking about desire. And here's another interesting uh, stat that I picked up. Actually, Uh, Dan will love this. Uh, Chelsea have lost. uh, Well, before they lost this one, they'd lost six of the seven previous Premier Premier League games when trailing at half time under Conte. I mean, the last time they won after being behind at half time was against City in December 2016. And I think for me, Dan. That does speak of a lack of a leadership, a lack of strength of character that when you are behind and when you are under the cosh, to you know, pull out your bootstraps and give it a go and get it back, which is something that we, we, we got very comfortably used to in the days when we had players like Cech, Lampard, Terry, Ballock, Essien, Drogba, Cole, I could go on. A whole team full of leaders, in a
3: sense, and I don't see it with this one. No, there's, there's no natural leaders out there. I mean, you know, Cahill's not a vocal captain. He's not going to be kind of, you know, pointing players around. You know, Louise is, you know, yes, he's he's an influence, but I wouldn't say he's going to kind of turn a game. And there's not one player out there who's actually going to, you know, kick up the arse and say, right, you know, you do that, you do that. Come on, come on. You know, the John Terry fist pump, you know, and we go 1-0 down. You know, pre- previous regimes, previous players, you know, we go one down to Palace, I'm confident we turn it around. But as soon as we went 2-1 down, I just thought, you know what? is not going to be our day. The, the, the distinct lack of leadership. You know, the, there's a spine, yes, but not a, a dynamic spine. I would say in this team, you know, full of supremely talented players, but no, uh, no uh, personal you, desire. You saying, you're saying it's a spine?
0: saying it's a spine made of jelly, Dan? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I think you are. Spine. I think you are. Just very um, happy j- sorry. Up go on, on, mate. Go on, mate. Sorry.
3: I just say that, you know, that it's a, it's a different generation. I mean, they're, you know, they're they're happy to pick up the 200 grand a week. We lose, we lose. I still get my money. There's not a huge, you know, there isn't the desire there. I mean, Hazard has had a really poor game by all accounts. You know, these sort of games, if he wants to be considered world, truly world class. He needs to pick up the game by scruff and I can say, right, I'm him fucking Hazard. I'm going to win this game for us because he's, you know, mm-hmm. if he wants to be, you know, Messi, Ronaldo kind of levels, he's really got to step up his game.
1: I think the, uh, the the hazard invisibility is a is a very good point because he was strangely uninvolved. It was absolutely bizarre. He was just missing, and I don't know what that was all about at all. Um, and and Conte couldn't get him to be unmissing, unfortunately. Um, I'm afraid he no, does. I, I he does
0: remi- Sorry, mate. Go on.
1: No, 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 carry on. You carry on.
0: No, no well, I was just going to say he he does remain a bit of an an enigma in that that. Uh, Someone I saw a brilliant tweet by somebody. I wish I could remember who it was, not least because I don't want to be accused of tweet theft. But uh, Hazard has has great moments in games, but he doesn't have great games. And I thought that that was actually quite quite on the mark.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. There I
1: are some Marine games had... where he where he's completely in control uh, and um, and has a lot of big moments. In which case, you'd say that was a that was a great game. Um, mm. But uh, I don't know whether. The, whether their roles have changed, or whether he's trying something else out, Conte. Because once again, we had Willian um, just not being not. But well, he was, he was, he was um, yeah, knocked over, knocked behind. over for the yeah. yes. He was terrible. He was absolutely yeah. terrible. But he's not. Whether he's playing in the right position, I don't know. He seems to be. He seems to have his head in the clouds, and uh, he's just sort of not. He, he's not mm. contributing. He's not running with the ball properly. He's giving the ball away, um, and he's caught in possession, of course, for the second goal. Um, so, but he just seems to be uh, very unsatisfied with—is it with his role? Are they playing something slightly different? Different that we haven't worked out, and I—I—I I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how Hazard could completely not be involved. Um, surely he would then—he would just even himself want to be involved. I don't—I don't get that, particularly with people was, around. Because think- Fabregas, for all Fabregas did have a good game. I agree with Mark completely, but. He he is lightweight in midfield. It doesn't matter how many excellent passes he provides. It doesn't matter. I think he did nine tackles or something. You know, good for him. But it's still not a powerful enough midfield, which we'll, we'll get onto with, obviously, we because will. Kante was, was so sorely just, missed.
0: Jonathan, just, just want to pick up on on, on what you said there, because I thought you made an interesting point, which links in what I wanted to ask Marco, actually, which is... You know, with Jonathan talking about how's it going, missing William really not at it, looking a bit sulky. Is it? Is he cross because he's being played in the wrong position? All these kind of things. It, you know, it it does make me wonder. And I mean, again, there was a, there was. I mean, you know, when I say there was a bit of noise on Twitter, I'm not talking about the, the usual idiots on there. I'm talking about people like Dan was saying to me earlier before we started the show, people that he knows and respects. And there was an undercurrent there of saying. I wonder if something's going on behind the scenes and 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 I think, you know, it's possibly quite understandable that supporters like us even get twitchy because we've seen it all before in recent history at Chelsea. You know, the players decide they don't like the manager anymore or they don't like his methods and they have a bit of a sulk and then we all know what's going to happen. You know, you can't fire 11 players, you have to fire the manager. I mean, are you a bit nervous about what might be going on? Who's that? No, Me, Marco. Sorry, mate. I didn't. Oh, you I <laughs> um, yeah, I must admit, there's,
2: there's 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 always that deja vu element, isn't there? Sort of a when when you get to kind of September, October time and think things are looking a bit queer, um, then uh, you sort of wonder what's going to happen, and it's you know the the, the usual. Suspects. Uh, I mean, fortunately, because um, I, I don't have an axe to grind with him particularly. But Mr. Emanalo seems to be have completely escaped uh, the, the the wrath of the the the, the Twitter uh, trolls um, uh, over the current malaise. Um, it's, it's not. It's normally he's to blame in in some way for whatever's going on. Um, but I, I, I kind of. I don't know, you know, like, I I just wonder, we we were so comprehensively beaten by Manchester City, even though the score was 1-0. You know, those players sitting in that dressing room saying, well, we just lost the title in that game because, um, you know, City are the better team and all City have have, have continued to do is prove... um, you know they are the best team in the Premier League, and I don't know to what extent that defeat might have affected them. Um, You know that belief. Well, wow, we're not that good. Actually, we're not champ. We're not going to be champions anymore. And you know they go away for two weeks for the international break. Roy- Roy's got nothing better to do with his players who probably weren't on international breaks uh, than than to set them up and punch into them every day that they. You know that they are Lionel Messi and Suarez and Neymar, and they they can take Chelsea to sketchlies because actually, um, you know they're not that good. So I don't know if it's kind of I'd like to think that's what it is because that's you know if it's a state of mind. Then that 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 can be fixed, um, and hopefully it be fixed on Wednesday night against Roma. Um, if it's something more, you know, sinister and in inverted commas and that there's something untoward going on, you know, in the background and, you know, these stories about... I mean, there's nothing to supposing, you know, Conte was, you know, explained his disappointment and how how it was important that that, that we move on. And he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. So you don't kind of get a sense when he speaks that there's some weird hidden agenda and actually you know because AC Milan lost the, the the derby on sunday night he's going to be um winging his way to milan at some point in the in the very near future i, I don't kind of get a sense of all that but i get a sense that you know something's not right and maybe it is you know the fact that that they look rudderless they you know we were just beaten by a better side against by Manchester City and we were beaten by a side that wanted to beat us by Bristol yeah. Palace yeah. and and at times like that you know that I I saw somebody there were a few people tweeting on um, Saturday about you know bring John Terry back we need we need you know that that steel in the to get the message out I mean I'm not sure if that's the right thing to do or in what capacity it would be um but you know, it's it's down to the players in that dressing room now um, to stand up and be counted, and, and they didn't look like they wanted to be to stand up and be counted on yeah. Saturday. And, okay. You know, Can that's
3: make great. a quick point. Yeah, well, God, make it a quick one, then we got to go to the breakdown. Yeah. All right. Just, just, I just wonder if our agenda this season is different, and they pick that team thinking it's Palace we should win with Wednesday night in mind against Roma because we beat yeah. Roma. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty much it us qualifies. So I wonder if our agenda this season is actually, you know, what Champions League, that's maybe where all our eggs will be in that basket. Because mm, that Madrid okay. performance was phenomenal, just a, just a yeah. thought.
0: May well be. Anyway, look, after the break, uh, we're going to say no Kante, no party, and claim that the only thing false about the number nine position is Mitchy Batshuayi. And uh, will Conte ring the changes? And where do we go from here? We'll be back in a second. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions.
2: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea.
0: Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are, of course, listening to the 400th, yes, 400th Chelsea fancast. How about them apples? Uh, Now, uh, time to kind of get into some more specifics. I thought a really interesting general kind of chat about the the miserableness of the... uh, of the defeat to de palace there's a couple of uh, kind of more singular issues i want to pick up on but uh by way of a summary and a recap uh the wonderful emilio hereth from uh, vancouver in canada one of my favorite places vancouver a beautiful 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 city anyway he sent he sent this one in uh jonathan so would you like to do the honors
1: i'd love to Hi, Co. You'll probably cover most of this anyway, but what a load of bullshit that was on Saturday. <laughs> As Rory from CFC Fan TV put it, a new low for Chelsea. I'll admit Palace have decent players in Townsend, Zaha especially, but for the champions to look second best to a team bottom of the league with no wins and no goals is embarrassing, even with our injuries. I guess that's the Premier League for you. But why do these teams who are beaten by others always somehow find a performance against us? Do they just match up well? I don't know, but Kante is definitely a huge miss. Sad not to see Christensen start. I think he, Rudy and Aspie are our best back three. Louise is great on the ball, but Christensen is a better defender in my opinion. Also, the decision to loan Tammy to Swansea to score goals for them while we suck shit with Batshuayi looks really dumb now. What do you guys think? Apologies for the long rant. it could have been longer. Hopefully, we can respond versus Roma. Up the chelsea. Kind regards, Emilio.
0: Brilliant. I I, I think Emilio sums it up uh, beautifully, and I think it will act as a very nice bridge between part one and part two of this show, but... uh, um, I, I, I have to say, I commend you you chaps, uh, all of you, for, for not uh, wanting to rush in and uh, and uh, make the point about Kante missing being a huge blow. But I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, uh, it, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, you know, this is the trouble with these understated players, isn't it? You know, you don't realise quite how bloody good they are until they're not playing. And... You know, we not we knew he was going to be a massive miss, but uh, he was huge. I mean, he was an absolutely huge miss. And I think just to summarise it myself, um, you know, Fabregas yet again looks like he's not the kind... I mean, I, I was kind of wondering about this. I was wondering, why the bloody hell do we need to have two defensive midfielders um, against a team like Palace, or particularly when we play at home? And, and, and whenever Kante... ...isn't playing and we play Fabregas or A another... ...even with somebody like Bakayoko... ...who's a a pretty decent uh, defensive midfielder in many respects... ...we seem to struggle. And and the thoughts occurred to me... ...that the reason that we play two defensive midfielders... ...both of whom can tackle and interrupt play... ...is because our defence is so shit. So the minute you don't have Kante... ...even a team like Palace can run through our midfield... ...like a knife through butter and scare the living shit out of, out of the defence, who who were, again, again, not for the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last, but were utterly exposed by by, by pace. So, you know, in a sense, we're buggered if Kante doesn't play, and it, it's not for necessarily for the control of the midfield, it's because of the protection that he gives to the defence. Discuss, uh, Dan. Oh, hang on, no, we'll have Jonathan first. No, we'll have Dan, because Jonathan's just done, done the email. What do
3: you think about that, Dan? I it's a very good point. I mean, particularly at some home games, I always wonder why we have the two DMs. I mean, I think Bakayoko is very mobile, covers ground very well, so you'd have him. But then it goes back to today about the squad being very unbalanced because we haven't got enough midfielders. I mean, we've got Dripwater injured. How good is he going to be? I don't know. I mean, Kante, you know, he's, he's a glue that holds the team together. So I think whichever formation you play, he's, he's a key player. Um, mm. Cahill, as we know, likes to back off rather than being aggressive. Louise has his moments and, you know, as Pete, you know, is, is fallible because he had a bad game. Um, I, I'm not a coach. I don't know. I I like the old, good old-fashioned 4-4-2. You know, go back to the old days, had two wingers, two central midfielders, four defenders and just go for it. You know, which might yeah. lead it nicely into the Batshuayi situation yeah, later well, well
0: done, Dan. Um, Dan, 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 yeah. Dan Mike Bassett-Silver will call you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing, Chidge? I loved
0: him. I loved him. If I was a manager, I would be Mike Bassett Four, four, fucking 2. That's it. That's it. I mean, Marco, <laughs> just to pick up on that. Um you you know, you were mentioning earlier on because uh, I mean the next bit of what I wanted to ask about the Kanté given that he's a he's a big miss. I mean, I I think basically we are missing our best two players at the moment arguably apart from Hazard our only two genuinely world-class players in in Kanté and Morata. So, given that he's out for a, for at least a month, um you know, who or what is the solution while he's out? Because we're going to have to have one. Drink water's not fit. You were talking earlier on about David Luiz uh, not being a central defender. Um Given that we need two defensive-minded midfielders to protect our somewhat shaky defence, would that be some sort of a solution in your eyes?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, we were exposed for pace, um principally because Cahill hasn't got any anymore. And... um I don't know where Louise's head was at the other day. You know, I, I just think there's an opportunity there. The way the way um, things are, for um, you know, Rud- Rudiger and Christensen to to come into that back three with um, um assuming that uh, Zappacosta goes um, replaces Moses. On that flank, um, I mean, I guess he's going to play Cahill because because he will. Um, but if Louise plays a bit further forward, I don't know. I, I would kind of go three-five-two and just play Hazard and uh, Murata up front, and then have um, three sort of you know the two wing backs, but three in that midfield. So I mean, it's almost like we've got to put two players. <laughs> To an additional midfielder in there. So we've got two players playing for, for one Kante. But if, if that's what it, it needs to be, then, you know, I think it works. I think, you know, Bakayoko, um, with time, with, which isn't isn't right now, he, he could do that job if he was, you know, made to stay back. But he was sort of going a bit more box to box, wasn't he? That's mm. his mindset. Um, but I think... I, I would be comfortable with louise sort of sitting in front, in front of um, the back three, but you know, staying deep and just using his noggin, because uh, that's um, that's, you know, the, I think Kante, The reason the back three got undone the way they did, they they didn't have Kante in front of them, um, and you know that just tells you all you need to know about that that back three. And I know everybody rants and raves about. Um, i mean i love him to bits as well Aspie, but you know he, he was awful on on saturday he really was he looked like a crap center back Play, you know he looked playing like he was playing out of position so you know if kante makes makes that back three look make back back three look good last season you know maybe, maybe that's the rude awakening that yeah. that, that we all need that we all need to know and i think we all mm-hmm. know it because we're all talking about it now can I, mm, question, Can I ask a question, though? ask a question, Chidge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why,
1: why did we, therefore, play so well against that Atletico using essentially the same players who we're now saying aren't good enough?
0: Yeah, well, Kante played against Madrid. Indeed, and so is it, Marata. therefore,
1: only... Is it only that it's it's those two players are the difference? Is well, that it the could be, but the the, whole team they, they are that, the good. Because, that good. Because this was... They, is it that they're that good because we can't say that 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 uh, that Dave is suddenly uh, uh, he, I agree with with you Marco completely he was dreadful absolutely dreadful but, but zahar Zaha
0: did Zaha did have a superb game to be fair though Jonathan he did. And I think he did. you know a lot a lot, earlier, a lot of yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of aspie looking crap was the fact that he was made to look crap by an incredibly good performance by zahar yeah, who bullied yeah, him all yeah. game.
1: He was, he was, so, but so, so, but he's, you know, he's. We're saying we've only got two, possibly three, world class players. Well, you know, he plays regularly, plays for Spain, Dave, because he's a, yeah, he's a top player. So, um, and he was super. He's, he's great. As in, Luis has been, has been a fantastic defender for us. Um, as with and was fantastic against Atletico. So, are they inspired by having Kante and uh, a Morata there? Did they think, oh shit, we're playing with um, a not very good side, um, uh, but probably will just manage to win because they're not very good, and we're then utterly surprised by it. Because I can't believe that suddenly we've become this this dreadful team, having beaten Atletico th- no, three uh, weeks ago. But that that kind of honestly think we'll beat Roma. I think we'll beat Roma. Yeah, on
0: well we may yet. we may well. I think that that goes back to what I was saying earlier on, J.K. I think I think I think it's more down to just the attitude. Uh, on the day, uh, but I, I do, I do think I, I, I think I might have spotted something here, which might even uh, exalt me to the realms of Joe Tweedness in eyes of tactics. But I do have a suspicion that you take Kante out of that equation. And it does make our defence look, look very vulnerable. On the other hand, mate, I mean, you know, maybe they just had a bad day at the office. Or, so, yeah. you know, it could be any one of those things. It could be they had a mayor collectively. It was a lack of protection with no Kante. It might just have been a bad day at the office. Or, or, or they are genuinely, um, genuinely threatened by pace. And uh, that's what Palace threw at them. And it's not the first well, time it, you've seen that. And maybe that's city, why Kante city, is so important. City yeah, threw at yeah. us as well. City, yeah, yeah. city yeah.
1: were wonderful. Well, it may be, as you say, that that the collective feeling that actually we're not going to win the league this year because City are so excellent. Because City were mm. superb, and so mm. as you say, perhaps they've all gone. Oh well, that's it. You know, it's been a collective Maybe. meltdown. Collective meltdown. You never know.
0: Who can say? Let's 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 roll this one along a bit. Uh, with the 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 old thing that we talk about nearly every bloody week uh, with poor old Mitchy Bachiwi, who, who personally I like. I, I, he's a very likable chap. Um, and and I, and I'm you know just just for for those of a of a faint uh, disposition on Mixler, I'm I'm not about to launch into a an assassination of of Mitchy at all. Although I mean you know he can score goals, there's no doubt about that. But he he I think we had all agree that he can't hold the ball up, and he just can't bring others in into the play. And you know he he is no Costa, he is no Morata in that sense. So my my feelings really around Batsui, which is what I want to want to talk to you lot about. Um is, you know, he's a square peg in a round hole, in a sense. And I'm just wondering that, given that, uh, you know, would he be better in a two rather as a lone striker? Is he better as an impact sub? You know, I mean, of course, the answer is that we're stuffed because he's all we've got. But it just kind of makes me think, well, you know, given that he's not that kind of striker, maybe we could change the formation to to get the best out of him, Dan?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a poacher. That's what he is. I mean, he comes alive the penalty box. I mean, the, goal, the goals he gets are poachers' goals. You know, the West Brom winner, various other things. Clearly, Atletico. He's not... Atletico yeah, Atletico, right. Atletico. Yeah, he's in the right place yeah, at the right exactly. time. He, ha- he lacks the football intelligence to be a target man. I mean, it's not to say he can't mm-hmm. be coached. He's still relatively young-ish. But then I guess if you, if you play two up front, then it, it changes the formation. I mean, you know, because Murata is an intelligent player. and some of his flicks, Batchery could really kind of, you know, run off them and do really, really well. I think he, he gets a lot of criticism, some of some it justified, but he's, he's put him in the penalty box to score goals, put him outside the penalty box, he might as well have 10 men, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a really good point. I am mean, actually Steve Moer, the lovely Steve Moer, who Dan and I uh, often converse with on Twitter. I think I think uh, Dan more than me because he's much nicer. Steve, but Steve makes a really good point here. He says, "I think that Batshuayi's lack of movement is more annoying than anything else." And actually, bless their hearts, I, I watched match of the day and Ian Wright. You know, love him or loathe him, he was a bloody good striker. He made a superb, superb point. But, uh, and actually, what he did was he did a comparison of Tammy Abraham in the uh, Swansea game and Batory in the Palace game, and he was very critical of, uh, you know, Batory's lack of movement and, and and really striking intelligence, you know, of, of peeling off the shoulder of the defender. And he said that basically he just doesn't move enough, he doesn't anticipate, he doesn't like. See ahead of the game where the ball's likely to go, and he makes it very, very easy for defenders. Whereas Tammy Abraham and a, a proper comparison of which we'll get onto later actually has got that instinct of, of, of when to move for the ball, when to run into that space, where the ball might go, and inevitably ends up scoring. I mean, that's a completely different argument from whether either of them can hold the ball up and link play in. But I just thought even on that in, in, in you know instance, it was very, very revealing, Marco.
2: Yeah, you know. I- like yourself, I, I think Batshuayi. You know, he's, he's a he's a nice player. He's a nice guy. He wants to do well for the club. He's got a good rapport for the, with the fans on social media. You know, he cares about all that stuff. And you could see how you know he he was gutted when he got subbed off on yeah. um, on Saturday, and he he was angry. And it you know he, he probably sensed, like the rest of us, the that's it. You know, he, he won't get another you know, he might play against Everton in the Carabao Cup next week. Um but uh, you know, as far as Premier League starts go, that's it. It's it's done. Mm. Um and his you know, and his Chelsea career's done. He could be on his he could be out on loan Do you think so? Do you think you might go in Jan- do, do, do
0: you think he might go in January, Mark?
2: Well, to be honest with you, you know, I, I'd, I'd be thinking, I mean, I hope it doesn't sort of progress in the same way, but in the same way that um, Nathan Aki, uh, you know, had a standout first six months on loan at Bournemouth and was brought back, um, you know, by Conte in January and did a job for us, you know, notably in that semi-final against um, Spurs at Wembley and uh, you know, I, I can see Tammy being brought back in January and getting a few games, and and hopefully not getting sold for twenty million at the end of the season. Uh, you know, I, I, and I'd welcome it to be honest with you, because you know clearly um, he is a more complete striker in in the respect of you know being a gold poacher and. An impact substitute, that all that kind of stuff. We we, we don't need that, you know. Maratta's a complete striker. He can head the ball. He can get into position. He can create assists. Um, you know, I, I can see I can see a lot of that in Abraham, and uh, you know, it doesn't help us out for the next two months or two and a half months. Um, but you know, there's a there's a tailor made solution there for Conte. Um, and it's up to him to take it. And mm-hmm. I, I think if he did it, I think everybody would, you know, the, the 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 amount of support that kid would get if he came back in January and pulled, you know, and went on, you know, I don't know if he comes back in January, could be, be, his first game could be in the third round of the FA Cup. I don't, I don't know. I, I just think there's a there's a significant opportunity there. Um, I don't know what the terms are of his loan deal are. I'd look at bringing him back now, to be honest with yeah. you.
0: Well, I wonder if we could. But, I mean, having, having said all that, Mark, uh, I mean, you know, Jonathan, I, I still don't think that necessarily solves the problem because I think that while whilst Tammy Abraham's movement is certainly better than Batshuai's, I still have doubts about whether he can hold the ball up and, you know, be, basically be the lone striker up front, which is the system that Chelsea like to play. So, you know, in a sense, uh, it still leaves us vulnerable should Maratta get injured again. You know, I don't think it solves the problem necessarily. What do you, what do you think?
1: Well, well, it's a situation that we predicted, really, didn't we, at the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, totally. Uh, we, we were talking about um, people that we were we were toing and froing as to whether or not it had been a decent uh, transfer window or not. But um, we still pointed out that all we had was Batshuayi. And none of us was satisfied with him. We've, there's always this hope with Chelsea players that they'll come good, and we yeah. you know we'll he yeah. score a goal. And we we'll always go, yeah, but he scored the goal, you know, against West Brom. And we, and, but in actual fact, even at the, even last season, we were saying his uh, his hold up play isn't good enough. Um, so uh, it's a, it's something that they've they've somewhere made a mistake with at board level. Um, that because uh, our worst fears have been realized, which is that yeah. the 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 two the two st- possibly best players apart from hazard are, are injured and the replacements aren't good enough um no. so uh where do you where do you where where's the blame where does it stop where do well, you I, go I, back it's short they Jonathan, have yeah.
0: Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut across you. I mean, sure, yeah, surely yeah. it has to. Surely it has to rest at one place. You know, who are the people that that coordinate with? I mean, I, one, one can only imagine that Antonio Conte, uh, being a good manager. I mean, okay, Lorente is no world beater, but he can hold the ball up. He can operate as a target man. Given that that's the system that Conte wants to play, one can understand why he went after him. You know, we didn't get him. Not because Antonio Conte didn't get the deal done, because the people in the board didn't get the deal done. So ultimately yeah, a, a bad, planning, bad planning, bad business and bad uh, bad luck have left to left us being bereft with striking backup. So surely they are the ones that have to take the blame. Whether they will or not is a moot point, isn't it?
1: Yes. But once once again though, we're we're surmising that they did offer yeah. this five million. We're surmising that they did offer him a one-year contract, and Spurs came in with a two-year contract and eleven million. And we don't know who else we attempted to buy. I mean, the, one of the positives that, in order to compete with other um, teams, uh, the the bigger spending teams, we're attempting to get more sponsors. This has been a to double the number of sponsors. Apparently, we have three hundred and fifty million pounds worth of sponsorship, and they're trying now to increase that level. This is before we build the. The ground when we get even bigger revenue source, they're trying to increase it to 700 million, so we can then start buying the best players. So they are clearly aware that we haven't got um, top players, or something has fallen apart in our attempts to get other strikers. I mean, I'm sure that they didn't just. Um, go for lorente or so we'd be saying Llorente. i think they went there must have been other strikers they went for who who were were grotesquely expensive because it was well, just that's true, and, yeah, and yet exactly Yet, like, like if you analyze um city have now got you know spending money like as if it's you know there's it's falling off trees it's um and yet in the end you don't really care about that because the team they've got is superb And they're playing the way that Guardiola wants. So if we had splashed all this cash out and bought the proper players, we'd be competing at the top with them. But it hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened for a variety of reasons that that we're not party to. So I I find it difficult to to blame the board because we don't know to what extent um, people were coming in with stupid Stupid amounts of money for players that you know that Conte wanted to get that were probably worth 40 million, and they were asking 90 million, and the board are saying, well, um, not that they can't afford it, we don't want to play, pay that. Uh, so I, I, I have a kind of, I, I'm ambivalent about the way the board behave. Mm. Um, because it can't have been just down to Lorente. I'm sure it would have well, been other. I, I well, I agree.
0: I agree with that. But I, I think on the whole, on the whole, I would say that we did. I mean, without going over old ground again, we've done many a show on this. But you know, I think actually on the whole we did okay in the transfer window. But the one place which we did on the show, yeah. as I said many times, the one area where we said they screwed up was on not getting a, a third striker as backup you know yeah, yeah. because we all knew that as you said Jonathan we all knew that uh, Batshuayi was not going to be able to play the role of a lone striker and we knew that if we got if Morata got injured then we would be up shit creek without a paddle and that is where we find ourselves anyway i'm going to move it on because the uh, time is a uh, moving on time waits for no man uh, or even the 400th chelsea fancast how many times i wonder can i get that in the show tonight probably a lot more um, one thing that occurred to me maybe 400 I, i'm not going to count that um one thing occurred to me and and that is that you know given that a lot of uh, a lot of the team uh, did not put in a good performance on saturday looked in poor form you know various reasons that we've gone into weren't cutting it it just just occurred to me that we have an interesting conundrum at the moment and and that is that either you know as as he proved last season conte has an immovable faith in his first 11 and therefore always picks them, or he simply does doesn't trust those outside it, which basically gives you know the first eleven a free pass no matter how shit they play. But as I said, the reality is you've got players like Cahill, Aspie, even, Louise, Fabricus William, and Eden Hazard who didn't look 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 in good form on Saturday. So, you know, has he got a choice? I actually think he does. I mean the the reality is I think Mark Mark alluded to this in his ESPN article earlier this week. You know, in Andreas Christensen, Antonio Rudiger, Pedro, we've certainly got players who have played recently, who looked hungry, who looked like they have something to prove, who looked like they had desire, but most importantly of all, they looked like they were capable. Surely he has options. I mean, there's even even you know Masonda he brought on who, who who looks okay, and I I quite like the look of that Ethan Ampadu. I mean, the bottom line is what I'm really trying to say, Marco. Is is he going to pick on form, or is he just going to stick with the eleven that have let him down? And I frankly think they did let him down on Saturday. What do you think?
2: Well, what concerns me, I I think some there there were there was there were rumblings of it. Um, I can't remember which game it was that uh, was was when he went. I think it was when he played um, Hazard as a false nine against City. Oh no, no! That was the game. Morata got injured. Which game? I can't think when it was. But there was there was talk again. Was Conte trying to prove a point um, to the board that they kind of let him down in some way? And so you know he was kind of playing this weird game with, with team selection in in you know that sort of Mourinho-esque type scenario. Um, and, and I just hope there's there's none of that. Um, you know, go, going going through his mind um, rather than you know saying right, which which players in this dressing room are up for playing for Chelsea Football Club at the moment? Um, you know, what what would that training session have been like at, at Cobham this morning? Um, you know, and, and it's sort of you know Gary Cahill coming out saying, "Yeah, we let you all down." It's it's just not good enough, and I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I do wonder how motivated Conte is. You know, is he just? You know, is is he, is his head back in Italy as is being, um, you know, rumoured? Is that where he's thinking? And he's thinking, shit, City are much better than we are, and yeah, we'll give it a go in the Champions League. You know, and I don't mind. I, you know, I said at the start of this season that City were going to win the league by a street. Um, And if and if that's going to be the case, then great. But at least compete. And I don't mind if you know we play like Brazil every time we play a Champions League game. If we get the same result as we did (laughs) against Atletico, because we'll we'll win it. And you know, shades of two thousand and twelve and all that. You know, be sorry to see Conte go, but we all know he will, uh, because that's Chelsea for you. (laughs) It is. You know, but but I want to see. You know, I I I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to be there on I'm mean, I'm sure though you know they'll put a performance in on Wednesday Saturday you know there's Watford nestling in the top 4 coming down to Stamford bridge and this is Watford who had, who had done turned over 6-0 on their own turf by city you know Watford are going to come down and I think Marco Silva's a really good manager, and you know he's going to be <laughs> saying to his players, <laughs> "These mugs yes. just lost to Palace," you know, um, yeah, yeah. you know all of that, and it's all it's all down to desire um, and hunger, and if it's not, you know, talks cheap, you know, we'll, we 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 will know, you know. I don't know who you've got on the show next Monday, but when you do that show. You guys will know after the next <laughs> two games whether, you know, the, the City the city result knocked the stuffing out of the players and they're thinking, well, we might as well give up now or, or actually they really are. have decided to stand up and be counted and, you know, there might be another Munich on the cards. Um, I, I don't know. You never know with Chelsea. That's a great you thing. You don't.
0: You don't. Always expect the unexpected, glorious unpredictability.
2: Ah, um, see, I'm, da- I'm not saying that tonight.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, it's, I, I, I should have let you say it. You have trademarked it, after all. Um, Dan, I think, you know, You know, Mark makes a very interesting point. There. I'm going to read you this, this, uh, this. Actually, no, I'm going to wait, and then I'll do that at the end. I mean, Dan, I mean, w- would you, for example... Uh, I mean, I, I hate this. It almost looks like it's sounded like, like, it sound like these bloody FIFA 18 numpties on Twitter. <laughs> but given, given the form, and I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, if you're the manager, you pick the people who are in form. And on that basis, would you not pick Christensen and Rudiger? And would you not pick Pedro? Uh, I mean, I'm tempted with Masonda, but I mean, I can understand that he's a bit young and inexperienced. But would yeah. you not pick at least those three to replace, for example, Cahill, Louise, and William?
3: Yeah, definitely. Right I mean, now, you know, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I thought that those two really good Christians you know, look really good when they played. You know, great defenders, they're mobile, they're solid, they can play the ball very well. Listen, as as Pete, had one bad game in a hundred, so you know, we'll give, give him a bit, give him, give him his dues. He's not been, he's been consist, consistently consistent for yeah, yeah, yeah. F- forever. So you know, entitled to one bad game. I think Cahill's probably coming to the beginning of the end for him. You know, he's been a great player for us, but I think he's. He's not great playing the ball. He panics when he gets the ball. And quite often, you know, you know, they, opponents don't mind having the ball because he's not going to be effective with it. You quite often see when Kerry has the ball, no one closes him down. But when other players have the ball, he gets closed down. So certainly I would play, you know, as, as P. Rudiger Christensen, um, Zappacosta, I mean, Alonso didn't come in straight away last season. So, you know, you might, you know if Zappacosta comes in, hits the ground running, you might find Moses will struggle to get his place back in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, our biggest guy. concern is midfield, though. Yeah, midfield yeah. is weak. Well,
0: but... and, a, and as we said, there's very there, there's not much we can do with that. I mean, at the right. end of the day, our, our I mean, we've got, you know, of the first team regulars, only Fàbregas and Bakayoko are fit. Uh, mm. Both Kante and Drinkwater are injured, um, which leaves us a little bit thin on the ground. I mean, you know, there's a sort of.
3: Sorry, just, just
2: just talking about drink water, I, I mean, the, you know, there was a big sort of people said, really? When when we went in to sign him, I mean, did did, there, did nobody
3: think to check that he, he was not going to be able to play? He got, he got or... injured in training, I think. I think he's, I think he's on his way back. I think Is he? Conte said Yeah, I think Conte said he should be back fairly soon after the international break. I think he actually got injured in training as opposed to being signing a croc. Oh, was he? Oh, uh... so, okay. Yeah.
0: Mm, well, you know what I have to say about that drink Guinness not water would be my reply to that. Um I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, allow Jonathan to to wrap this all up. Um
2: mm,
0: Hello. Hello, yes, I know. Sorry love, yes. I forgot you with it. I didn't really no, forget. It's all right. I'm I'm going to I'm going to read you I'm going to read you this uh this post from Pat the wonderful Patrick Rocker who who turned up uh, a week or so ago. I think it was the first show he would listened to live, but he he wrote some stunning posts then. He's done another one tonight, JK, which is a good way to kind of wrap this part up i think but he says hasn't there always been a direct correlation between money spent and success at the highest level uh the scousers did it united did it we did it and city are doing it in the premier league just the states get higher each time is it okay the club- hang on it? hang on hang on well in the- i think he means in the 70s and they did oh, every right. year in the 70s the scousers they would, the would break players. the british transfer fee yes, anyway, just let yes. me finish it Um, The States get higher each time. Is it okay if the club do not want to pay stupid money for players, but the club must rein its expectations of competing with the likes of City without coughing up? I think that's brilliantly put, Jonathan, but it kind of puts into context what Marco was saying as well about, um, you know, what our chances in the Premier League are in this season, given the injuries that we've got, given how, how well City are playing... You know, do you think that we'll concentrate on the Champions League? Conte can have a bit of a last hurrah and bugger off. It's all looking a bit weird, isn't it? And a bit
1: possibly like that, do you think? Um, this is a bit buggering off, which has actually been set up by... Um, uh,
0: Duncan Castles, by, uh, yeah, yeah. By Duncan
1: Castles, yeah. He he was, he was made a statement, didn't he, the other day, uh, Conte, about saying, no, my family are not in Italy, as was, uh, was wrongly You You translated. had the
0: exclusive on that, J.K., you had, know, you said that I three did. or four weeks ago.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Let it yes, be known. That, and
1: and uh, and then he's now made this statement saying my family are over in England. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he's committed to the whole process. I mean, uh, there's possibly some um, um, lack of truth in that because, as we know, he's only signed. Uh, he's, well, yeah. He hasn't put an extension to his contract. Um, but um, uh, you. you you, it's what I was saying earlier that they're so aware, of this Chelsea, that they have they have attempted to get an extra three hundred and fifty million because they feel they're not competing, um, and it has become absolutely silly. But uh, City have have appeared to um, the the fair play idea that we that was supposed to be in play. Um, they they appear to have gone absolutely. They've circumvented it completely. As did PSG. I don't get it. How they can pay he- these huge sums for players and yet not uh, not then be docked whatever FIFA said you would be docked if you didn't didn't um, you know correspond to fair play. So so I'm 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 bemused about that. But no, I agree completely. That's my point. Is that this year everybody has bought masses of players and the best players. And yeah, that if you buy the best players, it's unlikely uh, that you'll be able to compete unless. Suddenly, it's in the Premier League that you're you're a Leicester or you're even Chelsea. Last year, weren't in the Champions League, therefore weren't affected by any any injuries and extraneous uh, activities. So, um, but yeah, to compete at the highest level, and it's a bit disappointing when we the the aim is for us to be one of the top teams in the world. But perhaps it only comes together according to a pl- uh, well, whether it's Abramovich's plan when the stadium is finished and when um we can attract even bigger money but then you just wonder how how far is it going to go how many more you know will there be will every top transfer be over 200 million will it go bigger and bigger and bigger if the and if the tv money gets bigger and bigger will players the best players then be 500 million i mean and yet you have to pay that to to get the top players don't you in order to compete i mean i agree completely yes all the top teams have the best they have the best players it's very rare That somebody comes along and makes a uh, a not very good team into a top team, unless of course the person who does it, of course, is um, is um, uh, is what's his face at uh, Atletico, um, Mm. who seems to be able to Simeone, um, Simeone, yeah, get hold of a lot of players and uh, who aren't uh, aren't huge huge fees and, and make them into top performers. So but well, you maybe hope, you want, maybe every every sorry. team wants that kind of manager every club wants that kind of manager don't May, they? Jonathan so maybe
0: maybe that's yes. maybe that's what and I've heard rumblings like this actually you know that reading between the lines is that maybe that's what the board at Chelsea think that they have in Conte that you know that, you know you're not Jose Mourinho who just or, or the checkbook Pulis, as Alex wonderfully calls Mourinho you know yes. this is what you've got work with it, make them better players and win shit that way. Maybe that's what they think that they've got with Conte.
1: Well, he set up a rod for his own back, hasn't he? Because essentially yeah, he got yeah. hold of Alonso and Moses and made them into top players and they won the league. So perhaps yeah. that is, that, that. perhaps as you say, perhaps that's a problem. Perhaps they do indeed <sighs> think that he will he will make base metal into gold and he's done it already. So they then thought, well, then why do we need to buy other players? I mean, I think to an extent, perhaps the board did that with Mourinho in the in the uh, after we won the league in the next season they didn't buy anybody did they because they thought well no. oh, we've just won we've just won the league so so uh,
0: short-sighted just, so short-sighted yes. I think listen boys we've got to wrap this part up but before I let you go I just want a very very quick answer from each of you really on on you know right from here right now where where do you think we'll finish in the league and and what else we might do in the league what, what are your what are your hopes and expectations Marco
2: I think fourth would be mm. a good result. Um, I think uh, yeah, I, I think if, if we can qualify for the Champions League, obviously it'd be nice to qualify for the Champions League having won the Champions League. <laughs> um, yes. But I, yeah, I I think, I think we're, we're gonna be uh, scratching around for uh, the cups this season. Um, and you know maybe that's the solution. You know it's like a short burst, isn't it? Yeah. And we, mm. and, we and we've got a pedigree at that, so I could I could quite happily I could see that happening. The Premier League, no chance.
3: Mm. Okay, Dan, what about you, mate? Yeah, I think top four, good cup run. You know, at least quarterfinals of the Champions League. It'll be a be a good season. You can, you know. Yeah. I just, I think C- City just looks so irresistible at the moment, yeah, they and the do. S- squad depth. Uh, so I think it's going to be whoever comes above City will win the league.
1: Yep,
0: I agree with that. Uh, Jonathan, finally, you mate. What do you think?
1: I agree with Mark. I think we'll finish fourth, and we could always qualify for the Champions League by winning the Europa League. Of course.
3: Oh, we will qualify for that. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I, to be honest, J.K., I, 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 you know, I'll talk about yeah, the Champions League first. I think that we will, we will, without doubt, go through that group. Um, I think we right, we hope. Uh, we hope. Well, we've we've already we've already bagged. Uh, what was it? We've got two wins: Carabao and Madrid. I think if we if we win against Roma tomorrow night I think we'll be okay because they've taken points off each other which has kind of helped so I think we'll get through the group what we do beyond that who knows it's the luck of the draw isn't it I'm inclined to agree with you all actually and I I think fourth spot would be would be okay this season and I, and of course the thing that is paining me like you just can't believe at the moment and none of us have realized what the ramification of that is because I think it's pretty pretty certain that it'll be Man United or Man City will win the league and Man United will be second which means we might, we, might, we might be behind Tottenham. I can't even believe you've even uttered that word. You know, so that's the full awfulness. That is the full awfulness. So maybe I'm going to modify it and say we'll be third and leave it at that. Right, we've got to go because we've, we've got the third part coming up uh, where, in fact, we're going to be looking forward to the Champions League match against Roma on Wednesday, which we were talking about just a minute ago. We'll be back in a second. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants eighteen plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. dot G- com. JK In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV?
3: Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea.
2: FootballFancast.com.
0: Right, welcome back. I am Stemper Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast on what is our 400th episode. All those years, back to 2000, April 2008, where I had this stupid idea to take it over from He Who Must Not Be Named, and sat in a bar in Putney with Dr Mart and, uh, and Sheridan Bird, as it was, although Stuart Norman and Paul Geoffrey both, uh, both say that they were there. They were not. It was just us three. Anyway, on with tonight's show, which is much more important. Um, we're now going to talk about the Roma game coming up on Wednesday. Uh, and I think judging from what we were saying uh, before the break, that um, it p- possibly has some Im- import. Uh, now, what I can report, uh, Chich has done some homework. That that in itself probably uh, deserves some sort of a drum roll. Uh, but what I can tell you is that Roma uh, do have injuries as well as we do. And Costas Monolis, Manolo- their Greek defender, St- uh, Stefan L. Sharaway, uh Patrick Schick. Kevin Strootman, Gregoire, Defrel, and Emerson Palmieri are all out. Now, out of all of that lot, the only lot I've heard of is Strootman and Manolos. And sadly, they still have uh, some pretty decent players, not least De Rossi and Nangalan, who is somebody that we were courting for a while. Uh, But on the bright side, they do have two ex-City rejects in uh, Kolarov and Zheko, So all is not lost. Um, Their form's pretty good, actually. Um, You know, they did lose, uh, I, I believe... I can't remember who to now, but they lost on Saturday, one nil. But they're fifth in Serie A, having lost to Napoli and uh, oh, it's Napoli they lost to. They've lost to Napoli and Inter at home, so they won five out of seven. They lost to Napoli, who are doing very very well in Serie A, uh, and of course they drew nil nil with Atleti at home, and they beat Carabao two one away. So, bottom line is, chaps, it's it's going to be quite a tough match, I think, isn't it, Dan?
3: Yeah, I mean that. Good side, good Champions League pedigree, but the pressure's on them. We're kind of in a position where we can kind of sit, sit back and catch them a sucker punch. And they've got five, six key key players out, but I think we'll have enough to win. I just think there's, I think it'll be a very different mentality to Palace. I really, I really, really think Palace was down to the fact was we'll bring these players in, we'll walk all over Palace, roll on Wednesday, boom, get a result. It's all about reaction. I think we're going to get a reaction on on uh, Wednesday night. I think we're going to win two 0
0: Wow! Bound there prediction. you go. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that's not a Rory moment, mate. I don't think it is. Uh, that <laughs> no, was quite, I've got That a desk, was ble- so, fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> quite, bless his heart. And actually, what we should say while we're while we're on the line, much as I, I hate to plug anybody's podcast other than my own. That's absolutely not true, as we all know. But I see that young young Rory and young Charlie Skillen have got a, a very interesting yeah. uh, new podcast out called King of the Road, which is where. Uh, they they do what what I wish I could do, but I'm too old to do, which is they talk about music and fashion and restaurants and London and occasionally a little bit of football, which I think is a blinding idea and it's doing very, very well I hear. So if you if you like a bit of culture with your football, go and listen to Rory and Charlie's King of the Road. Um so anyway, look, uh, Marco, Dan thinks uh, Dan thinks it's a shoe and he thinks it's gonna be two nil. I've got to be honest, I'm concerned having seen us play without Maratta and Kante, um you know, I am concerned. I mean, the only thing to mitigate that for me is that I just don't see Roma coming at us in the way that Palace did on Saturday. And I also, I think that the boys will up their game because it's the champions league and cynic that I am, it tells me that they'll see themselves in the shop window, but nevertheless, I I am a tad concerned about the old Roma game in a way that I wouldn't have been say right after the Atletico Madrid game.
2: Uh, Well, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Um, Mystic on Wednesday nights, between between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., there will be <laughs> at least 1,000 impossibly handsome <laughs> Italian men wearing wearing dark sunglasses and those ludicrous puffer jackets, uh, all all smoking and walking suspiciously up and down uh, the Fulham Road, asking where the stadium is. <laughs>
0: Do you get? Will you get much traffic at the stall on uh, on Wednesday night as a result of puffer jacket, sunglasses wearing people?
2: Apparently, it's going to absolutely piss down the rain. Really? uh, Yeah. I always have a look because uh, obviously, for stall reasons. (laughs) But yeah, no. You don't want to get hypothermia. A little inclement on Wednesday. I'm checking the forecast. Checking the
0: forecast. Oh, my God, Marco, you're right. It's going to be... Actually, it's not too bad. No, I think you'll be all right, mate. By, so, five o'clock, it's going to be partly sunny, partly cloudy. And no rain No rain after four, mate. You'll be fine. Don't panic. Yeah, I mean, uh, as
2: far as the game's concerned, I, I'm pretty really <clears throat> right. Just, just sort of going back to what I said earlier, you know, it's kind of like, right, guys, if it's going to be something, it's going to be the Champions League this season. So... Let, let, let's let's do it there.
3: Uh, I don't think is it the
2: right thing to do. I, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, you know, we'll, I think when, you know when you're having the conversation with the, your guests on the show next Monday after we've played Roma and Watford, um, it, who knows which Chelsea's going to turn up? Mm-hmm. That's a very, very what will they good make point? more money
1: from? What do they make more money from? If going further Champions in the Champions League, I think. in the Champions League, yeah, yeah, I that may be what the, what the board has suggested. You never know.
0: <clears throat> I think it's also it's very interesting because you alluded to this a minute ago, actually, Jonathan, and I'm glad you did because we didn't really have it. Kind of came out during the international break, so we didn't really get a chance to uh, to talk about it. But uh, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Chris Townsend? I just call him Oyster Card Man, but the new the new Christian Purslow, <coughs> if you will, at Chelsea, but. Talking about, we want to be financially a European elite club within the next five years and double our commercial turnover from three hundred fifty to seven hundred million. You know, so basically he's going to sell us, sell us like a knackered whore for the next two years, basically. (laughs) And it's, I, I I kind of wrote some slight article digging that out this week for uh, Football London. Just there is nothing that satiates these bastards' greed, is there? But. Of course, I haven't gone on a rant. I forgot what on earth I was going to say. But I think the the point of what I was going to say is that it's so important for this club, I think, to be competing, you know, at a European level. You know, if you think about the history while Roman, you know, the first kind of 10 years of Roman's ownership, it was always about the Champions League you know and, and we got so close and we had that wonderful relationship with it and eventually we won it but you look at the other times when we used to screw up in it and he'd go and fire the manager largely because of that and i think in a sense that there's there's that if the club have a long term vision or they have an ambition you know they want to be real madrid barcelona they want to be up there with those kind of clubs yeah. and that 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 means that means not not just in terms of success on the pitch but it means financially which, which, right now, I think is is farcical, to be honest. You know, if they won't even splash out on a decent backup striker, then then they're just
1: deluded, mate.
0: Or am I just being cynical or naive or what? I don't know.
1: But it's a difficult one, isn't it, Chidge? Because we 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 don't know once again what what no. was going on. <clears throat> you know, I, I it's easy to damn the board on on small amounts of information, and uh, and all right, we can. It looks as if they were very parsimonious with their with their dosh at um, uh, in the transfer window, but um, uh, you know uh, you, you you wonder. I mean, it was that attempt. Was it who was that player they were attempting to get? What was his name? Sacco. What was his name? The the chap from um, um, uh, from uh, oh god from Juventus. I mean, apparently they just kept offering more and more Sandra. and more money. Tandra, that's right. More and more money in the end because they appreciated that, that that was a player they did want. But was that a cock up or was it somebody, some agent playing with them? I, I, I always feel it very difficult to cast um, a stone in that direction without being being having the full facts. And it's very easy to find uh, to to use Emanalo as the uh, as the scapegoat here. Um, but yeah, it, it, I have to say it does look as if as if we made an error. Um uh, and I, but I, you can understand from a, the the point of view from Bachschweig that if you pay 34 million for somebody, you really want to expect him to come good. Um, yeah. But so, but it, clearly we, we've all noticed that he won't come good, and he's and we're now having the same conversation about him. Um, so somebody somewhere has just really put their put their foot down, haven't they, at, at board level? And yet you can understand why, because he he scores goals, and he's and he, he pla- perhaps plays plays score a goal in a in a better setup than the one that, that Conte wants to play. So uh, um, my, no, my, my fear, as we've discussed, is that Conte will get fed up with the lack of investment if that is the case, if that is what is happening. Because didn't mm. that happen to him when he was at Juventus? Isn't yeah, that why well, he yeah. then left to go to the uh, to the, the national side? Because he wasn't happy with the way that, that he was getting the players that he wanted. I, th- I mean, Mr. Johnson- his vision, his vision is wonderful. I think Conte has a wonderful vision, and we should I go with Johnson- it. But whether that happens I- now, I don't know. So...
0: Well, I think that's yeah. a really good point. I think I think why this kind of links back into to the Champions League as well. But I think you know when you've got a manager like Conte, who's arguably one of the best managers in the world, then you know like a, like a player. I mean, you know, Steve Moore again, another great text here, The Champions League is right. the pinnacle of a players' career now, so you're always going to get a good performance from the players. bloody bloody bar and I think it's the same for managers. You know, the the peak of their management career really is the Champions League, and I think that that also goes hand in hand again quite topical given that we just had an international break with the general kind of you know downplaying uh, you know of international football and i think one of the things that we all noticed over the last few weeks watching not just england play but a lot of international football is how utterly shit it is compared to the best football that you see in europe and even occasionally here you know and there's no doubt in my mind that the best football the most competitive exciting attractive entertaining football is seen in the latter stages of the Champions League. You know, not international football. And I think that, again, kind of puts into perspective what we were saying about the importance of this tournament. You know, to the manager, to Conte, he wants to succeed in it, which, which means he needs he needs a decent war chest to do that, to the players, because they sit they see themselves as proving themselves against the best teams. And I think for the board as well, who want to be part of that party. So I think it's massively important, which brings me back down, Dan, to how, oh no! You've already told me how you're going to do, Jonathan. You didn't answer how you how you thought you were going to do.
1: Oh, um,
0: <laughs> I knew we, I knew we, I knew we'd forgotten something.
2: <laughs> um,
1: I think we'll win. I think we'll do the same. I think we'll win two 0 yeah, so 3-0. you're with Dan on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow. I, I'd be interesting to see who he plays. I mean, um. But I mean, Marco, you said that the, you thought that he would end up with um. He'd stick with the same team. I'm not convinced. I think he might go for the Christiansen Rüdiger. Set up. Be very interesting to see who he picks, um, uh, as to whether whether anybody gets punished for the weekend, the terrible weekend performance, or whether he has a team in mind already. Um, and I think there'll be there'll be um is apparently going to be playing, so that already there'll be a. Is that um, is that is that for, is that for a fact, Jonathan? Is he is he back fit right? again? <laughs> He's I've, I've I've it. uh, it, back in training apparently I think he got a very bad um, scan didn't he when he was with Spain saying it was going to be out for weeks and weeks and then Chelsea didn't agree with that and they've scanned him and they've obviously decided that um, that he's fine and he was very keen Maybe, maybe yeah, they've he, made a facsimile of him when they scanned him <laughs> well, They've still got him in Spain at the moment even though he's in Cobham um, yeah. They've got a, a large picture of him made up of faxes um, mm. But yeah so and then perhaps if the focus is there, um, uh, uh, there isn't back There Already, already we've got a, a um, you know there's a, there's a, a there's somebody leading the line who's going to score. Who's a very skillful player. So um, we're we're thinking in different terms. You know, I mean, if if the Palace side had played against Roma, um, I suspect we'd lose three nil. But it, it'll. It'll be a different setup, I'm sure. Which is I'm what convinced I am saying, yeah. Setup,
0: yeah I'm, I'm, so. co- I'm, kind of, I'm convinced it'll be a very different match. I mean, I think if Maratta plays, that's going to be interesting. Let's hope he really is fit, because I think he needs to be fit if he is going to play. We don't really want to risk him if he's not not 100% fit. So, okay, let's assume that Maratta is playing. We've still got the you know huge hole that is, is N'Golo Kante perhaps that perhaps that might be mitigated by the fact that Roman may be more cautious coming to players at the bridge Marco what do you think?
2: Um, yeah were they did they draw with Madrid was that in Rome? Yeah. The draw yeah yeah no, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I really don't see too many goals in this game put it that way um right. you know if they've got if they're sitting on a point and they're beaten Quara Bag, I th- I think if they if they came and got a draw, I think they'd be very happy with that. So I think they're going to be very stubborn to break down.
0: Very very you know, Catanachio. Yeah. Um it'd
2: be interesting. Uh be interesting to see how Zapacosta gets on. Um I sort of like what I see about it. You know, that's where we're going to, you know, Alonso and Zappacosta are going to need to get in behind them. Um, And and if we've got Morata back up front, then that's where the chances are going to come. But I think it's going to be, could be a dour old game.
0: Well, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, uh, you know, Gion's just put up there that they've only conceded five league goals in seven games. So they are they are a good defensive team. But then again, you know, Manolis is out and I think he's one of their better defenders and they have got injury problems. So, uh, you know, I, I think in a, game, in a game where they are likely to be a bit more defensively minded, I think that it might not be such a big issue that Kante's missing for us and we, we you know we can we can always i mean you know Fabregas for example m- m- may well play with Bakayoko and if not he might move uh, move uh, Luis up into midfield. I think what is interesting I mean, I agree with you about Zappa that I mean obviously he'll be playing and I, I like the look of him too. I think the interesting thing will be whether he sticks with Luis and Cahill or brings Rudiger and uh, Christiansen in and I I think my hunch tells me that he's not going to drop his captain. Um and you know the thing is that you know L- Louise is the definition of a merc- mercurial player isn't he Dan so you know yeah. we, we we know that we, you're going to get a bad performance from him once in a while but you know on the other hand the next day he might be brilliant again so I suspect he won't change it too much to be honest mate But and, and I do think it will be a tight game but I, I'm beginning to think we might win it now I've I've, I've encouraged myself over the last 10 minutes <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just saw Bob well, Weird. I just saw him on Instagram he had his legs in one of these kind of Treatment things, you know, there's like leg braces. I don't know whether he might be injured. Who? Because I just had a, on his in, uh, Louise, on his Instagram oh, feed, really? he had a picture of him with these kind of air, air cases on both his legs. I don't know whether that's some newfangled treatment or it's normal. But Probably it a like, sex you know, aid, mate. Oh, I don't know. If, it, if that's his sex aid, he's fucking in the wrong job. <laughs> well, he is David in, Louise,
1: um, mate. In yeah. 2008, <laughs> when we played Roma, is it 2008, um, we, well we beat them one nil and, uh, was a John Terry goal, and um, yeah. and they they did all that business of just rolling around on the floor an enormous amount, which I honestly think they'll do is, again, because that appears to be uh, um, a means of attempting to get the draw, of uh, um, all that kind of tactic of slowing the game down and, uh, um, and pretending you've been fouled when you haven't been. So uh, I think that will go with their defensive qualities. Um, but we still prevailed then and we played much better than them. That was an interesting side at um I think, I think, Belletti, Belletti. playing right back who I liked as a player. I think the one thing
0: yeah. that we've we've overlooked here, Jonathan, is, is the fact that, you know, we're playing an Italian team and we've got an Italian manager. So I think that in itself is going to be quite interesting. You oh know, yeah, yeah. Going to, yeah. Yeah, you know, Conte's wanna get is going to want to get one over uh you know his own countrymen in, in, in some respects and so I think tactically it could be quite interesting. I think I I think like Marcos alluding to I think this could be quite an Italian game uh on Wednesday. It's gonna be quite interesting to see, isn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: yes OK, well, OK, look, very, very quickly then. I'm just going to get your final, final uh, scores on the Doors, uh, George Doors. Marco, you're, you're going for what, 2-0? No, I'll, I'll go
2: I'll go with, um, do
0: you know what? I'm going to go with 0-0. <laughs> OK, mate, one, well done. 0-0 to Marco. Jonathan?
1: Uh, well, I've changed my mind now, having listened to the arguments here, and I'll say, uh, <laughs> I'll say, uh, <laughs> No, I still
0: think we'll win, but I think it'll be one-nil, like in 2008. Yeah. Okay, one. So nil-nil for Marco, one-nil to Jonathan. Uh, Dan, you're still going with two-nil?
3: Two-nil. Still yeah, confident. Good man. 2 0 Has has our man
0: Morata. That's what I love about you, Dan. You have got the courage of your. Kale will probably you, score. You
2: Anyone scores, Kale will score. In fact, if Kale starts, I'm going to have a bet on him to score.
0: Okay, I, I might join you in that, Mark. I, I like a bit of a Marco bet. They're always quite fun. Um, I'm going to go one nil. I'm with Jonathan on this. I think it will be tight. I think it will be cagey, uh, but uh, I just have a feeling that you know, being typically Chelsea, they'll turn up. They'll turn up to, uh, tomorrow uh, on Wednesday in a, in a way that they they clearly did not on Saturday. It would be very typically Chelsea. So. Uh, but I'm going to err on the side of caution and go one nil. All right. After the break, uh, we're going to have a up of there is lots. Of, I mean, there is just huge amounts of supporters' news to uh, dish out to you, lovely people. Uh, and then we're going to indulge ourselves uh, with a few memories uh, from uh, four hundred, four hundred shows of the Chelsea fancast. God help us. Uh, but we'll see if we can conjure up a few memories for you, lovely people, and maybe you can help as well by posting. Uh, in this part, uh, some of your favourite memories of the Chelsea Fancast and uh, and what it's meant to you. We'll see you in a second.
1: Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Football Fancast.
0: OK, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and this is, of course, the Chelsea Fancast, and it is the 400th show, which we're all staggered at, that, that, uh, that anybody would have listened to 400 shows and been with us from the word go. Almost as staggered as we are that we're still doing it, but there you go. We love it, that's why we do it. Now uh we didn't have many emails this week because I think you s- silly silly people out there in Chelsea fancast land just because it's an international break doesn't mean you have to stop emailing us and I mean, we had one from uh we had one from Emilio didn't we Herath which we read out earlier on but the cupboard was bare when I opened the uh, the inbox to the Chelsea fancast yesterday and I thought well where are I? actually in, in all reality if you're ever going like, to let us down this was the week to do it because uh you know we've got loads of other stuff to talk about not least we want to we want to have a bit of a talk about doing 400 shows what our favorite memories are and all that kind of thing but before we do that we have got oodles of uh, of stuff to read out um and uh, I'll get Jonathan to do some of these I'll tip him the wink when I when my voice is about to go but first of all I just I've got to say a massive congratulations and a huge thank you uh to uh to Nick Tilt and the Duke of Edinburgh for a wonderful evening uh, a week ago, uh, yesterday for the Doherty's Diamonds book launch. Doherty's Diamonds, of course, being the uh, the new book uh, by the wonderful uh, uh, what's Tim. his name? Oh yes, Tim Rolls. I rolls. I'm having a se- I'm having a senior moment. Yeah. <laughs> T- Sausage rolls, also known as Tim Rolls, has, has written this fantastic book. We had Tim on, of course, on the last show before this one. But it was a brilliant night. I mean, Tommy Doherty, Burt Murray, Barry Bridges, Chopper Harris uh, were there. I spent a lot of the evening talking to Jock Finiston and Gary Chivers, which was just like, I'm sitting there going, I'm talking to these two. What is going on? It was surreal. Loads of ex-players there. Every single face you would expect to see uh, at a Chelsea do. I had a nice chat with Marco, for example. And uh, it was a brilliant evening, wasn't it, mate?
2: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and... Uh... I have to say, what a funny guy Barry Bridges is.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally.
2: Some of his anecdotal stories, including the one about um, when he was manager of St. Pat's in Ireland and he managed to get Gordon Banks yes, yes to play yes. For, him for one game. Superb. Uh, yeah. It was Superb. great, wasn't
0: it? Did sh- did Tim shift a lot of books? I mean, obviously, people may or may not know um, your your emporium uh, Gate Seventeen books or publishing. Uh, yeah, published yeah it Tim's did. book, did okay. It. And,
2: and and just on that note, if anybody's listening um, who um, pledged for a hardback version, um, that has finally um, we finally stopped fiddling around with it. So everything's uh, set and. Uh, Gone to gone to print. So, with a bit of luck, sort of sometime within November, um, those, those people who pledged will get their copy of the hardback version. So that's all good. So we've got some paperback versions on the stall and available via Amazon and ebook versions and all those um, bits and pieces. But yeah, all that's good. Fantastic.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's really. I'm looking forward to that hugely because I've, I've been very. I mean, I shouldn't be such a tight wad actually, because uh, I should have bought. I should have bought. A, in fact, I really missed a trick. I just didn't have any flaming cash. Actually, that reminds me, Nick Tilt, if you're listening, I owe you twenty quid, which I will get to you somehow soon. But <laughs> I basically, I, I, <laughs> well, I couldn't find him. That was the thing. It was so. I mean, this is the other thing, wasn't it, Marco? The place was absolutely rammed. Was I mean, it was just, yeah. it was rammed. There was nowhere to sit, and and I just couldn't find Nick. And anyway, I, by the time I would have done, I would have spent all the cash that I had on on getting on buying beer and stuff but uh, so sorry nick i owe you 20 quid um but i should have talent. what i should have done i owe you Did a challenge, jonathan i'm sure yeah. do i okay yeah, i'm sure i do uh in the next life uh anyway uh, you know annoyingly because i had very little cash on me i couldn't buy the paperback uh, version marco and i really missed a trick because if i had bought the paperback version i could have got tommy doherty barry bridges and burt murray and ron ron harris to sign it and i feel like such a twat that i didn't think this one through but never mind. Such is life. Really, um, really. I
2: know. I know. Tim. Tim had four left. Whether which he's bringing on Wednesday. Now whether he got those signed to bring to the stall on Wednesday, I, I don't know. But uh, if you do want one that's signed, maybe might be worth texting him and asking him if. Uh, I might.
0: I might do that. Yeah, I might do that. Bonny, of
2: surreptitious like telling me. You'll do a, a review for various um, media outlets that you write for in return for a copy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe so. I might well. I might well do that. I might well do that. Um, brilliant stuff. Great night. I'm really pleased for Tim actually. And I, on, on a personal note, I, I really am very pleased for Tim. Uh, if anybody deserves uh, success for writing a great Chelsea book, it is him. He's he's a fine 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 gentleman so uh, i'm very chuffed for him uh, right talking of fine 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 gentleman i i, I also bumped into uh, rodney george at the uh at the rodders. Doc- doc- yeah rodders rod rod's a, of course a very very good friend of paul cannibal so i had a good catch up with him and and asked how paul was and uh, i i do believe paul may well be back home now out of hospital but i think he's still got uh, a long way to go in his recovery still not well at all um and actually rodney was telling me that um you know, I know Brenda, the lovely Brenda from Atlanta Blues, set up a, uh, you know, like a just giving page uh, for for Paul. To I mean, basically, you know, he's not earning any money, and he won't be able to for a while, and and he doesn't have any other source of income from from match days and things like that. So he's really strapped for cash, and he needs some help. and, Paul, and Rodders was telling me this, and Rods actually set up a a new uh, funding page, which he was saying, look, you know. I think he was quite staggered, actually, because Paul's got so many friends on Facebook, and he said if everybody gave a pound, you know, it, it would sort him out because I mean, he's got so many friends. And, of course, what happens is people just like stuff these days. They don't actually engage and give some money. And I said, well, look, mate, I love Paul, as as we do on this show. I mean, Paul's been... I think of all the guests we've ever had on the show, Paul's turned up the most, and, and he is genuinely just such a sweet guy. Jonathan absolutely adores him, as he always oh, tells wonderful. me when I see him. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, we do need to help Paul. Paul, I mean, this is what it says on the Just Giving page—not Just Giving, actually—it's GoFundMe. Uh, so I should get that right for starters. But uh, it says our friend Paul Cannaval, who has done so much to help others, is now in need himself after an unexpected illness and surgery has incapacitated him from his continuous work. Let's show our appreciation of his good work and help him back on his feet. I do not think uh, you can say it fairer than that. So uh, look, a lot of people listen to this show. A lot of people have heard Paul on this show. Um we've been privileged privileged to not only you know get to know him, but I, I would I would you know call Paul a friend and there's no doubt about that. Uh and he needs our help, so you know, just get a few quid out and, and help him out. Uh and you can do so by going here www.gofundme.com dot com forward slash Paul Cannaville, that's C A N O V I L L E hyphen get hyphen well hyphen fund. I suspect if you go to gofundme.com and just punch in Paul Cannaville, you'll find it. But uh, please, please do whatever you can. I mean, obviously, no pressure. I know times times are tight for everybody, and there are lots of demands on people's income. But if anybody deserves some help from from us, the Chelsea supporters, I do believe it is Paul, who we love to pieces. And if you li- if you're listening, Paul, get get back on your feet soon. We're all we're all batting for you, right? Uh, and this segues beautifully uh, as we've already, as we've got Mark on the show. I couldn't resist uh, talking about his next book that's coming off the production line very very soon, and I've I've nicked this from uh, from Amazon, uh, who do wonderful little write-ups. And uh, as we've got Jonathan in the house, and there are no emails, uh, I will uh, I will get Jonathan to read this little piece about the new book uh, out, and then we get Marco to talk about it. How does that sound, J.K.?
1: Very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, this is uh, this is about carefree chelsea chants and terrace culture carefree <laughs> is a detailed exploration of the chants songs and terrace culture associated with the chelsea football club the superb hugh hastings who i had the joy personally of playing football for castle no rovers with for several years is brilliant and who in fact made me the very first chelsea lion stamford uh, <laughs> His brilliant, <laughs> brilliant cover photograph and an illuminating <laughs> forward by Chelsea legend Kerry Dixon set the scene. While access to the previously unpublished memoirs of legendary Chelsea supporter Mick Greenaway and interviews with old school faces and the youth of today entwined with their own personal experience enable Mark and Walter to paint a vivid description of the events that led to the birth of The Shed. And the many changes that have followed. A host of old school classics, including Zickle Sacker, zagger and One Man Went to Mow, are dissected and dated with forensic precision, while the stories behind modern favourites, such as Ivanovich and uh, uh, William, I won't do the whole of that, are certain to bring a smile to the face, as are the assortment of chants that never made it out of the pub. Find out who walked alone first, why Nottingham Forest were hated, and the remarkable truth about following Chelsea over land and sea.
2: And Lester,
1: from the liquidator to La Donna Immobile, amazing grace to the adventures of Rupert the Bear and only fools and horses to one step beyond. The ties with many different styles of music are explained. Interwoven with the narrative are details of the games, players and events that have shaped Chelsea's history and inspired many of the chants and songs you will read about. Quite frankly, that is fantastic, Marco. That is such a great <laughs> idea. What a what a book that will be. My God, I've always loved that. All the chants. You're, you're actually in it, Jonathan. Oh, yes, I am, aren't I? With the, um, yeah. with the, uh, the, the Chelsea Blue song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah well thank you how lovely brilliant but it's um i like the uh what was it that is na 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 hey hey uh kissing goodbye is that in it um as well as a, one of the chants
0: na na na, na hey, <laughs>
1: hey chelsea is that one in no oh <laughs> sorry It <laughs> <laughs> was one of my favorites when i was little What's the,
0: Marco, remind me, remind me, Marco, what's the Rupert Bear one? I can't remember the player's name we used to sing it to.
2: Albert Ferrer.
0: That's it. Albert, Albert Ferrer, everyone knows his his name. name. That was brilliant. I used to love that. Marco is strolling in it. He is, and
2: and indeed, you get a little nod for uh, resurrecting that on on this very show many years ago.
0: Oh uh, how funny! Oh uh, how lovely! I had no, I had no idea, by the way, Marco, and I wasn't asking yeah. to, in the hope that oh, I would no. get a, a, a name check. I'm, I'm, I'm that, and actually, that's reminded me. We'll save that for later because that was that for me has always been one of the highlights of this show in its early days. But come on then, Marco, spill the beans on the book. It sounds an absolute cracker. I think
2: all three oh, of us. Oh, wonderful, actually, just, that's wonderful! Just can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of been kicking around for a long time, um, and it sort of water and i got it going. And then we were kind of gifted this um, material, which uh, Nick Greenaway had sent to his, his mate, Brian Hatted, who's Nick Hatted's dad. Um, And when, when Brian died, so Nick said, I've got this stuff, you know, can, can you do something with it? Uh, and we sort of said, well, we're doing this, you know, what, do you think your dad would, you know, like it? So we kind of thought, well, wouldn't it be nice to like do this book and dedicate it to Mick and Brian, we, which is what we've done. Um, and it's kind of like divided into a couple of sections, um, sort of like the going back to, um, you know, the fifties and how Chelsea supporters got their identity and, so there's some interesting stuff there from some of the older uh Chelsea supporters who are in the 70s that we managed who are still alive that we managed to um get material from. And then sort of the more modern stuff that Walter's focused on, looking at some of the, the newer chants um which include the the uh we actually because of because of the way we do this, we actually managed to get the the Bakayoko Kante song in there which um was down to Ryan Arif uh composing that one so yeah i mean it's um uh, i think the the biggest challenge we faced was actually um you know obviously given the sensitivities of it, there had to be some serious common sense applied to uh what went in there <laughs> um, so you you didn't yeah. you
0: didn't use any of them from that folder i gave you then
2: no, but but to be honest with you, it's quite interesting. I mean, there's there's loads of the old sort of. There's a chapter called Boot Boy Anthems, which is, which is, in, which is quite wistful and, and and you know sort of out of older Chelsea spots. Oh God, yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Um, uh, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. But you know, we had kind of Tim, uh, roles sort of engaged with it, with his common sense hat on from an editing perspective because the whole thing to start with was I mean it was huge it was it was bigger than kelvin's celery book um you know and it's sort of edited down to it's still like you know 100,000 words so it's a, it's a clunker of a book wow. um but but you know it's um th- there's no there's a, you know there's uh, there's no discriminatory stuff in there at all um, you know, and the, the ground rules are set out at the start to explain why that is. Um, and I don't think it detracts from the book at all. You know, I, th- I think hopefully people will really enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I don't know. Tim, Tim Tim's obviously read it and he thinks it's, you know, really engaging. And there's a lot of stuff in there, hopefully, that people will go, you know what, I never knew that um yeah. you know and i'm not you know i'm not obviously i'm not going to spill the beans as to what they are now and i'm sure <laughs> no don't, come don't, out don't. Of the bag and I'm, I'm sure there will be you know people go that never really happened but you know these things 55 years ago who, who's going to argue who's going to uh, argue but, but it's all very you know it's all there's some good you know remarkable research in there that's gone into it and a lot of love and it, it's with our best wishes and hopefully people will like it. So, I can't wait.
0: When, when's it yeah, out, mate? Well,
2: well the, 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 the e-book is available for pre-order, and that'll be available on November the 10th. I'm just awaiting. Because we got this, um, Hugh Hastings very kindly um, allowed me to use uh, one of his photographs for the cover, which I've done as like a full wrap, so there's minimal text. So the actual the paperback, the the, the the picture of the shed goes um, cover spine and, and reverse, and I've just got a I've got a sample winging its way from Colombia where they're actually printed. <laughs> oh, and it's amazing. You know, you've got to love Amazon for, for the way um, they sort of empower people like me to to get this stuff set up and and uh to market i'm just waiting for that to turn up because i just want to see how the picture comes out and if it's okay um that'll we should be able to push the button on that and get it out in uh in november um and we've actually we're going to try and have a, a sort of a launch come christmas party we're going to see what Sky and BT have contrived to do with our fixtures in December, I think I think that comes out on, uh, I think, Thursday. There's the declaration of um, how TV screws up in our lives in December. So th- there's kind of a plan to have a, a post-match Christmas shim did come book fair. Um after one of one of the games, I think we've got there's three games in London before Christmas in December if you in, can't include uh, West Ham away. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to have a little bit of a shindig as well. Um, but yeah, the book will definitely be out um, this side of Christmas in paperback as well as the ebook format. Good. How much is it? So the book will be a tenner on the store, and the uh, e-book will be its usual two ninety-five. so... Marvellous. Uh, good value.
0: I cannot wait. and I hope it's got this one in it, uh, which I think you were alluding to, the Boot Boys one. Um, if you go down to the bridge today, you're sure of a big surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> go down to the bridge today, you'll never believe your eyes, because Jeremy the, the Sugar Puff, Puff Bear Puff is wearing boots and, Puff and Puff. cropped his hair. Today's yeah, the day yeah. that yeah. Jeremy became a skinhead. We used yeah, to sing that, that on the mean, show. That. Dr. Martin and Cheltel loved that. They absolutely used to love that song. Anyway,
1: is we the, should is these, move... Can I just ask, is the, is the Set Them Alight song in it? Set Them Alight, Set Them Alight. Who's the one to set them alight? Chelsea. Clearly not. Clearly not. not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every time Jonathan opens his mouth, Marco's sitting there going, shit, shit, that's another one we haven't done.
2: I thought you were going to burst into a rendition of uh, Chelsea scene, Chelsea fight, Chelsea set the train alight then, which is la, la,
0: la, 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 la. I
3: remember that one.
0: We are blue, we are white, we are fucking dynamite. I used to like that one as well. Yeah uh there's so many there's so many we should move on otherwise we'll just be going on about these songs for the rest of the evening um talking of books uh books um we've got another book that's coming out which uh, I'm delighted to say the lovely John King uh and Martin Knight who of course uh you know Marco I would sure f- would freely admit actually and Walter um have been very inspirational uh, in yeah. terms of all all of us getting into book writing. Martin, of course, has written some brilliant... Uh, he wrote uh, Ozzy's biography and Charlie Cook's biography. And John King, of course, wrote uh, The Football Factory and, and many, many, many other great novels, including the... Uh, what was it? The Liberal Politics of Adolf Hitler, which is his latest Very tomb good which I form. promised... I know, and I've promised him that I will read it and do a review of it. But he, I think he kind of understands that I'm, A, useless and B, busy, but... Uh, Bless his heart, he forgives me. Uh, not least because I promised to do this, which is to plug an absolutely superb uh, book, uh, which is basically auto- it's the autobiography of Alan Hudson called The Working Man's Ballet, which came out 20 years ago. Um, and caused a lot of stir at the time, because not many footballers, A, wrote autobiographies themselves, and B, as brilliantly as Alan did. Anyway, there is a book launch of this. There was a crowdfunding campaign back in the summer, if you remember, which many of us contributed to. Uh, but there is a book launch with Martin Knight interviewing Alan Hudson, who will be signing copies of this book on Wednesday, November the 1st, at Epsom Golf Club, uh, which is in Longdown Lane South, Epsom Down, Surrey, KT17, 4JR, and it's at 7.30. Admission is free. And you can buy the book on the night for a tenner. And it says here, phone 07871 or email info at london-books.co.uk in order to, I, sus- I suspect, say that you're coming, although it doesn't make it that clear. It's just down in your manner, really, isn't it, Marco? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You going to uh, be going? Uh, pardon? You going to go? I'm going to try and get along to that. I just, uh, yeah. Uh, Wednesday at 7.30 isn't brilliant for me, but no, me neither. Get- got, I suspect they will be drinking at the bar for quite some considerable amount of time. I think I might just be able to get there.
0: Well, I mean, it's a real bugger for me too, because I'm, I'm in Southampton at 6 o'clock, but I promised John that I'll go. And the other thing, actually, sometime this week, if I get my finger out of my rear end, um, I will be speaking to Alan and I'll do a little interview with him about it and run it on next Monday's show. I've said it now, so it has to be done. There you go. Uh, right, Jonathan, can I just would you
1: say, like to say, yes, say about, about um, Alan Hudson? I think I've said this before. Um, if you follow him on Facebook, he's completely fascinating. Writes, yeah, writes yes. b- beautifully about uh, yeah. um period of playing for Chelsea and Stoke. It's, uh, it's re- great insights, it's really worth it.
0: He's a smart cookie, yes, mate. He really is but very, right, very we're smart. now rapidly running out of time so I'm going to get professional to read the next two out uh, because he does it better than me. Uh, so would you like to read the next two things out, Jonathan?
1: I would love to, change. Do you mind if I become a very old man for doing no, no, do that?
0: No, not at all. Do uh, whatever no, no. character you like.
1: <laughs> Best, I'll do it quite normally. Best foot forward. Anyone who approaches Stamford Bridge from the Fulham Broadway side on match day will at some point have heard the dulcet Scottish tones of Billy MacLeod urging you to part with your change in aid of wounded servicemen and women in exchange for a nifty blue and yellow wristband. No super salaries and branding here. Billy's a former soldier himself and founded Veterans in Action with other retired army men who've been wounded or suffered emotional distress slash mental health issues as a result of their service. The team all fundraise on the front line for their cause. The Girl Who Likes Balls, a.k.a. Alex Churchill, has been pounding the streets with Billy and his team before matches, and they're hugely passionate about what they do. Veterans in Action helps former service people help themselves. They carry out outreach activities and excel at organising team building and group activities. They help them get back out into the world and to feel like themselves again as part of their rehabilitation. Events of late or in planning include cycling the new forest and planning for a three-peak climbing challenge and an epic road trip across Europe. This November, Alex and two other season ticket holders from the Shed Upper are raising money for VIA by taking part in our own challenge. They'll be walking from the Dead Sea in Jordan to the ancient city of Petra in aid of their brilliant work in practically helping veterans. Not only will they be missing the Scouse away game, but there will be no gin. So aside from the walking, it's a challenge indeed. They'll be going past Crusader forts, Roman tin mines, and locations from both Indiana Jones and Lawrence of Arabia to tot up the miles. They've had some amazingly generous contributions from friends, fellow blues, ex-servicemen and women across the globe, as well as fans of other clubs. Thank you. But any more donations, however small, would be greatly appreciated to top up our fundraising efforts before we head out. We're using Virgin Money Giving because unlike a certain other extremely well-known platform, they don't take any of your donations for their own profit. If you'd care to show your support for those in uniform, you can follow the link below to chip in in advance. Thank you. And it's um, http uh, colon double slash uk dot virgin dot com forward slash Alexandra Churchill. That's virgin uk dot virgin money giving or one word dot com forward slash Alexandra Churchill. Great cause. Great cause. Really worth
2: it. And, and Alex is normally with her um Collecting box near near around the cFc UK stall on uh, match days, so if you're passing by and you got a couple of spare nickel in your pocket.
1: You a know. couple of the old pound coins that have run out, that'd be good,
2: wouldn't it? <laughs> Just <a> little
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh i love alex I, I i love alex so much she has enriched our lives since she joined she has. Our, she's wonderful completely
1: wonderful yes
0: so one, do, wonderful do support being. her do yeah. support her she's an absolute trooper right next one jk uh
1: chelsea supporters trust Um, The next Chelsea Supporters Trust special general meeting will be held on Saturday, the 21st of October at 3.30 after the Chelsea Watford match at the Atlas Pub upstairs, which is 16 Seagrave Road, London. And uppermost in Chelsea supporters' minds at the moment is the issue of kickoff times and their rescheduling for TV. Um, The uh, SGM will be covering... This at the special general meeting and other subjects in the meeting. In addition, Charles Rose, chairman of Chelsea Pitch Owners, will be speaking to provide us on an update of the CPO's recent activities. Other issues such as atmosphere, affiliations, safe standing and community will be covered in the meeting. Members will also have the chance to ask questions on any pertinent matter and get points across to the board.
0: And... And there's a question. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> an extra. There's an extra added on here, which is a big paragraph. So I thought it was something else. Uh, there's a Q and A with Pat Nevin. The, uh, the SGM will feature a question and answer session with former Chelsea player Pat Nevin. Pat will be answering questions from the floor on his career with Chelsea and giving his thoughts on the current side and modern football. Attendance, uh, attendance, attendance at the meeting is open to paid up voting members of the trust only. Membership to the CST Um, that's the Chelsea Supporters Trust, costs £5 per year and includes a free pin badge. You can sign up easily at chelseasupporterstrust.com. As there's limited space available to avoid disappointment, please confirm that you will be attending by emailing membership at Trust.com. Overseas members or those unable to attend in person will be able to listen to the meeting live on Mixler. Minutes and a podcast of the SGM will be available Following the meeting, shall I do the CPO one as well?
0: Uh, just just before you do, um, yeah, yeah. Massive yeah. coup! Massive coup from the the CST boys. Uh, Dan, am I right in uh, getting We Pat to uh, to do a Q and A for us?
3: That's fantastic. I mean, you know, talk talk about you know a Chelsea legend. I mean, I love watching him play, so it would be an absolute absolute pleasure to hear him talk as well. He's a very mm. eloquent, articulate um, journalist, whatever he is. So yeah, it's brilliant.
0: And I can confirm in my negotiations with Pat, uh, you know, that he is he is just a th- he's just lovely. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely bloke. So I can't uh, can't wait for that. Um, big meeting, lots of interesting things to discuss. As Jonathan was saying, kick-off times uh, and the way that TV screw us up on that particularly, and also Charles Rose, uh, the chairman of the Chelsea pitch owners, talking about what's going on with that at the moment, which will be interesting. But obviously the the Pat Nevin. Uh, q and a will 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 feature heavily um and i do have to reiterate uh that support a special general meetings of the sporters trust are open to members paid up members only so you know um you need to make sure you've paid your subs if you want to come along but more to the point it's not there's not a massive amount of space at the atlas so you know if you want to come to the sgm you need to email membership at chelseasporters trust to reserve your slot because, uh, you know, it'll be first-come, first-served and, you know, we, we don't want you to miss out, so you need to let us know. So there you go. Over to you, J.K. Uh,
1: um, CPO, if you want to own a little bit of Chelsea, protect the future of the club, go and buy a share in the Chelsea Pitch Owners' who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. To find out how to buy a share for £100, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them on Twitter at pitch owners, and you can buy shares in instalments if you want. If you can shell out a hundred, or or if you want, or you can shell out hundred pounds in one go. Um, <clears throat> uh, CFC UK latest issue of uh, hurry up. CFC UK is now available. Hurry up! If you can, well, is, it, is it
0: actually is, is is it is it available? Is it out on uh, Wednesday, Marco? S- what CFC UK? Yeah, yeah it's out Palace.
2: So yeah, was it?
0: Yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. There you go. Sorry, Jonathan. I- I- no problem. If you end. can't
1: get CFC UK in person, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, follow Twitter account cfcukusa. And if anyone's interested in getting a CFC UK copy, contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at dlundberg underscore. <laughs> <It's> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Chidge, Patreon, you do this
0: one. Oh, okay, I'll do that one. Yes, indeed. Just a quick reminder that we've signed up to this thing called Patreon, which is basically uh, a way that uh, if you like what we do, if you like the show, um, and you think that buying the boys a beer is a bit passe or irresponsible, uh, you know, drink what's what's that, the drink advisory? You know, I think there's a drink advisory that should go out with this show. Uh, But instead of doing that, you can be a bit more productive, actually, and, and you can... I think donate a very small monthly amount, uh, which helps to back the fan cast, cover the running costs, or in our case, help pay for the 400 shows that we've been doing. And and I mean it. You may may laugh when I say this. I have spent thousands on this show in the last uh, nearly 10 years. So to get a little bit of back uh, might actually help me buy a new flaming computer so the damn thing sounds better. Or it's just a way of saying thanks and being part of it. And, you know, ultimately further on down the line, I'll think of some premium content uh, that we can do for you and all that kind of thing. It's a bit complicated for my small brain to work out. But there you go. All you have to do, I mean, feel free to donate whatever you want per show, per month. It doesn't really matter. But all you have to do is go to www. Patreon. I beg your pardon, I'll do that again. com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. All the, all the kind of proper podcasts are doing it. So uh, I thought, why shouldn't we, you know, make a bit of money or get a bit of money back? Anyway, that's enough begging from us for one evening. Uh, now it is time for Thanks for the Memories um as we've been saying as we've been saying all show it's been special tonight i mean they're all special i love them all i love i love seeing the people in mixler for example and watching what they're all saying and and stuff like that and, and i've had a riot every single one um i can't believe it's 400 shows i gotta be honest it's just mad um i did uh, you know put a few shout outs on uh, on facebook earlier on and i got some hilarious feedback uh, from a few people um and what their favourite moments were. So if you allow me to indulge myself, I shall read these out and then I shall ask the boys uh what uh, what um you know what their favourite memories are. In fact a few people are always putting or uh, actually uh putting them on there on Mixler. So I'll read them out too. Anyway, Lee Perkins uh, said some of Chel Chell Ch- tales, tales from the shed were awesome. Uh, yes, they were indeed, and and I, I there there are I mean I keep meaning to do this, but there are a few classic shows around, and, and I'll endeavour to get them up on the website, so you can hear a few of them again. And I did a, I did a kind of a, a highlights reel of t- Chell tales tales from the shed, as a couple of podcasts, and I know they're still around, so I'll put them up. But they were very very funny, particularly the one about him pissing on the Man United pitch one match in the eighties, which lives with me forever. Um, Lee also remembers the proper hardcore Chelsea fan Darren Mantle. That's quite a lot of alliteration for Darren Mantle. uh, Who took the huge Chelsea banners from the Matty Harding stand all the way to Munich, getting a whole world of shit online and being brutally branded a plastic fan by some Indian guy who claimed to know far more than him about the club and claimed to support the club more than him. The entire podcast, this guy was destroyed by Chidge and the boys. It was hilarious. I, I vaguely remember that. I think we went into full, full rant mode in the days when we ranted more than podcasted. But I do have vague memories of that. Uh, Lee's personal favourite. Uh, that was Lee's personal favourite. Also, what about Cortez? And the shout out when I was in Afghanistan that was awesome from the guys and you, Diane. Uh, these things really boosted my morale and meant a lot. Well, there you go. I mean, as a case in point. Uh, you know, uh, Lee's obviously was obviously serving in Afghanistan and was listening to us out there, which is a fantastic. Lee, thank you for your support of this show. I know you've been listening for many a year. Sarah, thank you. Uh, we have a bit of interchange from the Bailey brothers here. Uh, Gaffer, who used to sit on the benches a lot, he, he particularly enjoyed the show when we were all farting. Um, I think that was Tell and uh, Darren, actually, Gaffer. I don't think I can be uh, accused of farting on the show, although maybe I did. <laughs> Uh, he also says or oh, the one with Paul Cannaville I mean I know the one you mean with the first time we had Canna's on we, we talked very much about the racism he endured when he first played and he was both very brave and very honest about that and uh, and I I seem to recall a lot of people emailed in and, and uh, you know begged forgiveness because they had been part of that and and had realised how wrong it was it was a very moving show that one I recall Uh, And Andrew Bailey, Gaffer's brother, says, the one with the Bailey brothers. (laughs) I I do remember these two turned up and sat in the benches in Putney Station, and they were great fun. Of course, Andrew's out in Australia and Melbourne. He's an absolutely top, top, top bloke. They both are. I love Gaffer particularly, uh, you know, and Andrew too. So there we go. And uh, final two uh, from Daniel Barker, who says, congratulations on a huge feat, Chidge. 300 felt like bloody yesterday. Uh, To another 400 more, mate, felt like family when I was there visiting and part of the bench on your televised show with Gaffer, Jonathan Kidd, Andy Silverman, Dan Silver in 2014 after we stuffed the uh, toffees. Five-three, I think it was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I remember that one, Dan. Do you remember that? We went to the pub afterwards, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good day. It's a nice lad, Dan. It's a good, yeah, he's a good lovely point. bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a long-time long time listener. And last, but by no means least, the wonderful Jeffrey Asselstein, who we used to... Always sing, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, Jeffrey Asselstyn, Aselstein Jeffrey Asselstyn. He said most of them, most of his favourite shows started with, mm, I got the phone call from Orson Wenger in my best Chell Tell. Yes, Chell Tell used to do this bizarre thing where he pretended he'd got a phone call from somebody and then engulfed <laughs> in this bizarre story. So there we go. So those that, there's that a, few, a few funny moments from the listeners. I'm going to ask the boys what their favourite moments were and, and then if I have any or can remember any, um, I will. I will. Uh, I will also indulge Dan. I'll start with you as our most recent member. What, what
3: tickled your uh, fancy? I really like that we did the live game of the Man City win a few years ago when we did the mm. live. That was commentary. That was that yeah, was,
1: yeah. I, we did that several times. That was fantastic. I loved that. Mm. Yeah, it was a great picture
3: of us all jumping up when Ivanovic scored. I don't yes. know, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: that, mm. that was good. I mean, in fairness, I mean, from personal point of view, there's been so many memories, and you know, just from a yeah, you know, I didn't have many Chelsea mates before Sort of coming up on the podcast. From a Chelsea point of view, it's been fantastic for me because I've met some fantastic people and really expanded my Chelsea family. So I'm really grateful to be involved. We made you famous, Dan. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, no, no. Just made me some friends. Chelsea friends. <laughs> I'm, only jo- I'm only joking. <laughs> I was famous already. Come on. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Marco, what about you, mate? Any any good memories?
2: I, I, I used to love... Um, that, that Putney station scene. Yeah. yeah I know it cost yeah. you a fortune in, in beer, <laughs> but uh, it was great. And, I, and vaguely, I think it was so long ago it started. Didn't you, we you, you used to be able to smoke in there, or am I imagining it?
0: No, we, I can't believe no no no, no,
2: no, 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 no. That all stopped. Are you sure? No, I don't we no, were we, we never. No,
0: we couldn't smoke in Partney Station. It was. It was. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, Mike. but well, you may be right, but I don't think so. Because I, I'm sure, I can't Not remember. Right, the I was only
2: smoking, but it was. It was. Uh, it was great.
0: It was great, wasn't it? I, I got to be honest was, with you. You no, know,
2: and, since July the first of July, two thousand and seven. Really. Yeah, so we weren't
0: smoking in there. No, no, it was after that. It was after that, yeah, yeah, because we started in April 2008. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, mate, and I, I, I cast no aspersions on whatever happened afterwards, but um, there was something quite unique about what we did in Putney Station. You know, I mean, it, many people might not remember this, but when we started doing the show, we actually used to do it straight after the match on a Saturday. So I used to dump my gear at Putney Station before the match, head off to the match, get pissed in the pub before, go to the match. And then we used to get the tube back uh, from Fulham Broadway, race back to Putney Station, uh, get a beer in, usually a Guinness, and then we would just launch into this show. No, I mean, can you imagine doing it after losing to Palace? I mean, we would be <laughs> emotionally, we would be emotionally wrought, and we would just rant for England. And of course, I'd had no time to prepare a show and analyze what had happened, so we just used to launch into it, and it, and it became like therapy. It was like really cathartic because we'd just get more and more pissed and and just rant ourselves stupid and end up absolutely laughing our heads off by the end of it. And and people love that, and I think that's kind of what helped really launch it. And, and, and eventually we decided that doing the podcast after the show interfered too much with our drinking on match day, so we decided to put it back by a day. And there you go. Or it was too unintelligible, probably both, but there you go. Um, Jonathan, what about you, my dear old thing? I mean, you've kind of... Uh, Eased yourself seamlessly into into what can uh uh you know be be called possibly the uh, the the Doctor Mart role on the fan cast.
2: Yes, yes. Maybe you, uh, maybe you're
0: uh, the cante to his Macaulay, or maybe the other <laughs> way around
1: Yes, I I, 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 was, I was strangely was pleased when Doctor Mart said he wouldn't want to do it anymore, even though I enjoyed doing it with him, um because I thought yeah we're we're, we're being a bit similar here. Um, I but uh, what Dan said I i i loved those uh the the live games that we just commented on it was just completely hilarious absolutely bizarre just watching a game and trying to tell people the other end what was going on when they were probably watching the same game that we were watching anyway um mm. i thought that was that was really peculiar and such good fun um and and also the um who were the who, were the, who was the the girl at the when i came to uh Lauren, um, do it at yeah at uh, yeah, a, a Putney station because um, she was very well informed. What what happened to that's her? She Did she just oh, she, decide she, not to do it anymore?
0: She uh, she had well uh, a she got a, baby, got a job. She? Yeah, she She's got a job. A, she a uh, yeah, she got a job where uh, it made it difficult for her to come along. Oh, is it right? Time-wise, time-wise really, and she's got married and she has as Marco said, she's got a little baby and she's doing very very well and I'm very very fond of Lauren, she's an absolute sweetheart and uh, Yeah, they they were, brilliant. they
1: were they were great. The the uh the, the party station stuff was great because there was a there was a kind of anarchic feel to the um to the evening which I loved and in fact that uh, a, that you know that great was on,
2: the, on the television for a bit. Was that the same thing but just on the telly or was that something yeah,
1: different? Yeah. 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 My great memory of the telly one was was my attempt to do my first one was I thought that I'd do a gag where, where because Chid, you didn't you weren't there and you let me run it. And I thought I would try and wear a different T-shirt and Chelsea shirt at every break. And the trouble was that there wasn't enough time for me to get the shirt on. And so, on, on uh, we 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 cut to me on one occasion, attempting to put the shirt on, and, and and revealing my stomach to the studio audience. And then, the second time it happened, I thought, well, I'll be quicker this time to do it. And no, I was equally slow. And this time, I think I showed my bum to the studio studio audience. And uh, and then the third time, um, I then gave up, and I wore the same t-shirt twice, so much to my to, to my own. Um, uh, to my, my horror, because I've worked it all out rather well. Um, but well, yeah, it was uh, uh, that was that was flying by the seat of your pants. That was and uh, to make that work. But, mate, uh, there's that only was, one, that there was, was only I, one. I,
0: I... There was only one word for that episode, and it was an absolute cluster fuck. But it was lovely all the same. <laughs> um, listen, I'm gonna I'm just gonna run through a few because the bless their hearts, they've been putting some stuff on Mixler, which I feel duty bound to read out. Panky CFC says uh, Chidge was JK our record signing. And, JK, what was your reason for leaving the Chelsea and joining the award winning fan cast?
1: Mm. No. Um, I was told by the Chelsea that uh, I couldn't be on two fan casts. And, uh, and so I chose the one where I felt I would be most uh, um, appreciated.
0: Hmm. That's very lovely of you to say so. I have to say, I understand their point of view, but very nice of you to choose us, JK. And uh, I haven't regretted it. A bit. it's been just a real blast uh, having Ooh, you, thank you. Thank upstaging you. me every week. Uh,
1: no, I, I try, be, trying to, Chidge, trying to and failing.
0: Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't want to be upstaged by anybody else. I'm just going to run through these very, very quickly because we have dragged on. We have milked this uh, more than Cadbury's. Uh, anyway, Diane says, Chell Tells Tales were brilliant, they were indeed. Steve also says, Chell Tells Stories leading up to buy the boys a beer. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Andy Silverman celebrating Branners goal, watching the City game. Uh, Diane, meeting the fan cast in Munich. I know, that was a real treat. That, that's one of my favourite memories of doing the fan cast. We had a... In the, in the uh, Alfgesteiner beer keller. That was brilliant. Andy says, the story of the bloke who blagged his way in the ground for Munich with a fake pass and ended in the disabled section with a bloke with a fake disability. Your mates Pav Marco.
2: All right, Pav, yeah.
0: All right, Pav. <laughs> And meeting canners says uh, Andy. Uh, where is Cheltel? Uh, I can't divulge that information. He's in a secret hideout in his lair somewhere in Asia. Is it East Asia? I don't know. It's around there. The podcast after Munich that was popular. Putney Station was the best. The live TV shows were crazy. Bonnie Rig Blues says I'm fine, thanks, Dave. I know it's the Kerry Dixon show, but I'd love that. As a text tone makes me laugh every week when Chidge asks Kerry how he is before the show. I'll do it. I'll do it just for you. So, anyway, welcome to the legend that is Kerry Dixon. As always, a pleasure to have you on the show, Kerry. How are you, mate? I'm fine, thanks, Dave. There you go. That's every week. It's the same. (laughs) It's the same. That's brilliant. Uh, Whatever happened to Lauren? We explained that. Uh, Panky likes Sophie Rose, don't we all? Cheers to Lauren. Her youth reports were Great. Uh, we won an award. There we go. The fan cast has been my drink in the pub after the game here in California. Thank you, Bob. Uh, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I think we should, we should wrap it up, really, because we've been going on for bloody England, and I'm very mindful of that. But I would just like to say on a personal note, um, you know, the one reason why we've done it for 400 shows and why we still do it is because... Um, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I don't doubt they agree. We all absolutely love doing it. We all love each other. We all get on very, very well. Uh, we're very, very privileged that... Uh, and one of the things that I think, uh, you know, really does set this show apart, and I, I don't mean to diss everybody else because I, I think the whole world should be full of Chelsea podcasts, but we generally get on. We're our mates. We go to the games on and off together. We drink in the pubs on and off together. Um, and I think that's what makes it special. That's what makes, makes the Bond special, and that's what... Uh, you know being a Chelsea supporter has always been for me but it has you know my life and my my, my life as a Chelsea supporter has been thoroughly 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 utterly enriched uh, by doing this show and by doing this show getting to make friends with so many great people not just through the show doing the show but also for the people that listen to the show uh, so many of whom we've met and, and have become great friends and uh, and i think i i speak for all of us when i say that's really what keeps us doing it and that's why i do it and and, and i love doing it and thank you you lot for listening to it and putting up with it i think you're, you're the ones that deserve the applause not me so i shall uh, at that point encourage my fellow guests to all give you lot a round of applause and thank you for supporting us in the way that you have
2: Bravo. Bravo. Bravo.
0: Well done, the lot of you. Right, we really got to go because we've been, Christ almighty, we've been here all night and
3: some people have got
0: beds to go to. Uh, Right, we love receiving your emails. So just because I let you off this week doesn't mean you get away with it next week. So get on your best behaviour and send them in. Uh, We'll always try and read them out, as you know. So send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com before Monday. Uh, Right, that is genuinely all we've got time for this week. Sorry it's dragged on a bit, but I mean, hey, it's our 400th show. We can do what the hell we like. Uh, We will be back next Monday, October the 20th, at 7 o'clock, as always. And I will be joined by Jonathan, of course, and the lovely Clayton Beerman and Tony Glover to report back on the Roma and Watford matches. Now, the eagle-eyed among you may have noticed the superb efforts from the wonderful Gion Carbis, who has been upping our game. Uh, by editing the Chelsea FanCast website. Now, we've got regular content going up during the week, so make sure you give it a look at chelseafancast.com. And everything we write gets posted on Twitter and Facebook, uh, so you can find it really easily, you know, facebook.com forward slash Chelsea FanCast. Right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea FanCast, me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Dan at DanSilves73, and Gate17Marco is Marco's Twitter handle. And, of course, check out the website, as I said. Many thanks to our Chelsea FanCast bloggers. Blimey, it's been an epic tonight. Uh, kind of fitting, in a sense, really. Uh, Marco, as always, a huge, huge honour and a privilege and a pleasure to have you on the show. Cheers,
2: matey. See you Wednesday. It's been great fun.
0: You won't, sadly, because uh, oh, sadly because have- I work. No, I work in Southampton now until about six oh, uh, or can, just yeah. after. Yeah, so I can't actually bloody make a game on a Wednesday because I, by the time I get up there, it's kicked off and it's just I can't. You know, it's just it doesn't work for me, as Jonathan might say. So. I'm afraid I will be missing the Roma game. But I, I'll, I'll see you I'll see you for Watford, mate, bright and early, because I've got okay, big mate. things to do with the, Yeah, I got the SGM on Saturday, so I'll be up early, so I'll see you at the stall then. Dan, as always, absolutely brilliant uh, having you on the show. It's been a pleasure making your acquaintance, my friend. You've been a real positive asset to the show since we found you. Yeah, ditto. has been
3: fantastic. Thank you very much. And here's the next 400.
0: Absolutely, and I will. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday, of course, at the uh, SGM, and hopefully uh, in the cock before. Uh, Definitely will, Jonathan. 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 What can I say? Uh, you've been an absolutely. I mean, you, you you replace the irreplaceable in Doctor Mart, and what can I what can I say? And, and oh,
1: before before, cl- nice of you, I before closing, yet, well, I, well, I don't it yet.
0: think no, I don't think you have because of course one of my other favourite shows was also a show that I wasn't there on, which is the show in which Doctor Mart took over the whole thing and forgot to turn the mics on for half of the show. <laughs> you know, even even you've not managed that, mate. So fair play no. to you. But Jonathan, it's an absolute pleasure doing the show with you every week, uh, and you're a star. What can I say? so i'm 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 uh, absolutely uh, blessed to have you on here every week oh, mate. thank Chitch,
1: you thank you that's wonderful. but you're the star Chidge. everybody you hold the thing together and you're so um uh, eloquent and uh, and um, knowledgeable about the game and our club it is uh, a joy we just we wander in and out of your pearls of wisdom Chich.
0: well i don't know about that but it's very nice of you to say so right we gotta go because we've been outstaying our welcome for about half an hour uh, apologies for the length of it never mind the quality feel the length is what my uh, uh, somebody used to tell me a long time ago i can't repeat who we gotta go right thanks for listening see you next time until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it chills. here's to the next 400 up the chills